There are several fine young men who I'm sure are going to go far. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ramones. Ah, these minstrels will soothe my jangled nerves. I'd just like to say this gig sucks. Hey, up your Springfield. One, two, three, four. Hell, you old bastard. Hey, I think they liked us. Have the Rolling Stones killed? Oh, sir, those aren't... Do as I say. Welcome yet again to Geek Salad. This is episode 16. The spice must flow. That's right. It's our one-year anniversary. Actually, our one-year anniversary was a month ago. But um, as things do happen in our recording schedule, today's the day we're recording it. So, hey, a month late, but we're still going to give you a great show. Back in the studio is Mike. Welcome back. Thank you. Also in the studio is Mike G. Hello. And I am always, I am Andy. And uh, we're going to be talking... Just pretty much looking over the last year, seeing uh, what's changed, what's been awesome, what has absolutely sucked. Absolutely. Uh, did, Mike, you guys, did you guys miss me last week? We last did, week? actually. Yeah. We, we did miss you. Well, we, you know what happened, right? Yeah. I had a little bout with my toilet. Yeah, that's and right. And I'll tell the fans out there, basically, my toilet started to overflow. Thankfully, it didn't spill too much. Then my shower started to overflow and found that my pipes were all clogged. Okay. So it was a two-hour... You know, thing of fun. All right. Did, at what point, though, did your realtor tell you that your house was built over an Indian burial ground? Uh, it was actually just last week. Okay. So all right, know. that's fine. So eventually, when the tree kind of like barges into the house and like sucks Christy up, then right, we got that actually big ass tree that's been dropping acorns on us. So okay. basically, well, I think that that and the black crap that. It so in drops, other words, so. it, it's just trying to like piss you off, then. Pretty much, it's all just right. basically poking at us right uh, now. Mike, I'm going to give you one word of advice. I don't give this to a whole lot of people, but you're a friend. Giving you some free advice. When you see the door vagina, just leave the house. Just Absolutely. move out, okay? <laughs> I got another piece of advice. Do not go into the light, Carol Ann. Okay. <laughs> now, what if the piece of meat starts moving? <laughs> if you tear your face off, you're no longer welcome in my house around my children. <laughs> All right, I'll just bandage myself up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we got tons and tons of stuff to talk about today. Um, thank you for everyone who responded to our MST show, All our right. little mini-sode. Uh, went over just like a little mini muffin, just a little taste <laughs> of uh, things to come. Um, I do realize that we did leave off the final sacrifice, but we we discussed it a few weeks prior. Yeah. We didn't get to talk about laser blast, which I I really kind of enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember seeing that then when it was wasn't on like MST. It was like one of those HBO Cinemax movies that they oh, show yeah. once in a while. Well, Leonard Maltin did give it two and a half stars. <laughs> really. That was the whole gag at the end of uh, Laser Blast, that they were going through Leonard Maltin's book of movie reviews, and it's like, well, this movie is just as good, if not better, than Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, God, that's saying a lot. (laughs) Oh, it was great. My favorite line of that entire thing, though, what, all this for pow? (laughs) (laughs) My favorite line was um, the whole song about Eddie Deason died. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna get you, Randy, versus football. (laughs) I don't think you're... Ready for some football. Uh, eat me your fuzzy marshmallow. <laughs> this movie means two things to me. Sheep cake and back fat. So anyway, um, 
over the course of like the last few months, something we've been meaning to talk about for a while, we really wanted to kind of save it for our one-year episode, because it does kind of tie some stuff that we talked about on episode number one, The Sleeper Has Awakened, um, to bring that all full circle, is Comic-Con 2009, San ah. Diego Comic-Con, where all the nerds come out and all the movie uh, producers and whatnot come out to peddle their wares. <laughs> this is my movie, this is my superhero, please come see me. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good time. Absolutely, and exactly. you get to see hot chicks dressed up as some of the superheroes too. So Yeah, they're all dressed as Slave Leia. And you know either that or actually I saw one as Emma Frost. Yeah, you know, and of course the Silk Spectre now. They're always you know a lot of them are doing that now too. God you know? damn it! The one time I went to Comic Con, I saw someone dressed as Witchblade. That is awesome. That was the that best costume so... I've ever seen. Oh yes. <laughs> so there was tons of stuff going on. First and foremost, this is this is the stuff that makes all the nerds drool. Absolutely. Just get yes. you just get you all all wet about. Iron Man 2. Absolutely. They showed the first trailer. Um, Fans of Geek Salad know that we love Iron Man. We love the first Mm -hmm. movie. Uh, This second movie looks just as good. It looks like they're really going to add more to it. You you can just definitely tell. Right. Um, I mean, you got Robert Downey Jr., who's... Now, he's just the epitome of cool now. Oh, he really is. He really is. Talk about a guy that's made a huge comeback. I I would love to have his career. I I would take... The, the jail time due to drug addiction. Would you take the liver? Uh, would you take the liver transplant? Too Absolutely, <laughs> I would take. I would take all that to have his career. Yeah, so, to be Tony Stark, I would do it. Absolutely. Right. Uh, got a great supporting cast. Um, Scarlett Johansson is the Black Widow. Yep. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of Mickey Rourke. Yep. In the mm. movie, I'm not crazy about the character of Whiplash because Whiplash is essentially just some clown with whips. The costume looks a little stupid, in my opinion. But you talking about that first one they showed, or that the, yeah. the one that they're going to make, and the, the one that like they the actually... gladiator costume, right? We, in the way he's just got the little thing around him, and he's just you know. Well, we don't know. know yeah. we don't know if that's the final costume. Yet. Right, that could be. Yeah, exactly. Usually, he's got. A, usually, the, remember Whiplash or Backlash, what they call him at that point? He had the you know, maybe like the hood with the green ponytail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I wanted to see. Iron Man's villains kind of rank just slightly below Spider-Man's rogues gallery, which isn't saying anything at right. all. When you've got Mysterio as one of your big villains, you know, <laughs> yeah. strive higher. The Crimson Dynamo wasn't too bad. But that's the thing, though, is that I've, I've continually heard people just mess up and say that Mickey Rourke's going to be playing the Crimson Dynamo. No. Which is, is Russian Iron Man, pretty right. much. Yeah. I would, I would like to think that instead of killing a villain, which would be a refreshing change, yeah. um, that they that they leave him alone and let him kind of evolve into the Crimson Dynamo. Right. Because he, he's a Russian citizen in the movie anyway. Right, Russian, yeah. Russian prisoner, but, actually. Right, exactly. Yeah, but but he's, I think he's also got the accent, though. Oh, yeah. I don't think Whiplash was a Russian. Was no, Russian, no. I, no. Mean, I want to say he was French, quite honestly. Yeah. But. I think it was a woman, too. No, it was a man. Oh, it was? Yeah, in, yep. in the original Marvel Universe. Uh, Wasn't there a woman that took over or something uh, like that? Or like there's always, like, yeah, always that, a woman taking yeah. over yeah. things. You know, again, Spider-Man with boobs. Wolverine with boobs. Of course, now I'll have Justin Hammer. And I kind of like the fact that he's young in this. Mm. Like, he's not some old, crotchy old fart. Well, it's Sam... Because, honestly, if you really wanted to do Justin Hammer, you could have probably had uh, the old guy that was in RoboCop that played the old man. Oh, he's dead. Right. You have to use Ronnie Cox. But, I'll tell you, though, but he would have been a good Justin Hammer if you wanted to go like the old... But I think, uh, what's his name who's playing him? Um, Sam Rockwell, right? And yeah. I love Sam Rockwell. I like, yeah, he's oh, yeah. Do, I think he'll do a great job. Yeah. So if he can just kind of put an, over enough confidence and enough cowardice, yep. I think mm. he just needs that mix. Uh, but we we have to save the best for last in that trailer. Oh, War, yeah. War Machine. Oh. oh my God! I, I think Don Cheadle's going to pull it off. I oh, I think Don oh. Cheadle's going to more than pull it off. All right. He's yeah. going to make uh, Terrence Howard cry. 
think he'll be in that like you know Rick James outfit from Boogie Nights, <laughs> sitting there and you know. <laughs> well, actually, that that kind of is the same uh, material that the War Machine costume was made out of. <laughs> that is true. Oh, that is true. Oh <laughs> uh, man, what it just it looks awesome. Just the the Iron essentially Iron Man with a shitload of machine guns. Space, oh yeah. yeah, just doing. Going totally ballistic all over the place. Right. I know originally Tony Stark used that just when he needs some high power, then he gave it to Rhodey after. Right, exactly. Um, The one thing I'm really hoping about, though, is that when Rhodey does take the mantle of of War Machine, Mm -hmm. that he doesn't start pulling the, oh, I bet you didn't think a black man was going to be under here. (laughs) Kind of like. Oh, like Secret Wars. Remember Secret Wars? Yeah, Yeah, because when he was, when, um, was it, Reed Richards had to repair his suit and he used the technology. I bet you're surprised there was a brother behind here. It wasn't there. Oh, because it's like, I was. It's kind of funny how stereotypical, like, when you read it back in the 80s... Marvel Comics black characters didn't stand a chance. They were really, I'll tell you, it was it was very... Shameful. Oh, God, it was Shameful. awful. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Dante Hicks is just like you. He loves grape soda. It was like, you know, I was like waiting for my kind of get a brother get a piece of fried chicken at that point <laughs> in, the, in that comic. You know, it's like, it's funny how much as far it's come now, you know. On, on, yeah. the, on the flip side, DC had Black Lightning... That's true. That's one thing at least um, Marvel was fairly good at, even though, like, yeah. Black Goliath. Oh. But you remember that thing in Toy Fair Theater where they had um, all the black uh, superheroes showing their ID badges? <laughs> like, Black Panther, Black Goliath, Falcon, Black Falcon. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I remember the other time, was it, uh, when they were doing their origins? Yeah. And Thing goes, I know, let me guess. And it's just a big egg. And he comes out, ta-da! <laughs> That's better than what it really was. How you're not a DC character, I'll never know. <laughs> because I have my mutant power. I remember as he goes, my mutant powers, I can talk to this bird. Cyclops shoot, now your mutant power sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he says you left him with like a roast chicken on his shoulder. Um, but so Iron Man 2, I, I can't wait for. That's just going to be so awesome. Yeah. Another thing that looks really awesome is the ABC remake of V. Okay, for yeah. the 1984 yeah. miniseries. I used to love that series oh, when I was a kid. God, um, it was just, it was just it was great. It was just you know it was kind of freaky too. Well, yeah, like when the girl all of a sudden like had was pregnant with the with the thing, and all of a sudden she get like the like the that ring around her neck. Yeah, and that was basically that was just showing how her term of pregnancy was. Yeah, when it would form, she was done. Then all of a sudden when she had the pregnancy, her neck was fun. they just peeled off. Yeah, it was like ugh, you know. <laughs> well, remember though, it was scared the hell out of me as a kid when she actually gave birth. Yeah. And oh, she yeah. had, like, the normal baby, and, like, well, there's a twin here. And, there's another and they one, pull yeah. a twin, it's like that little, um, lizard. little lizard. But then they take the other kid, yep. and they show it to her, and she's like, oh, what a cute baby. The thing, like, just lashes its tongue at her. Yeah. That scared the piss out of oh. me. Okay. And then you got Inara play- from Firefly playing the lead. She has been long overdue for something else yeah. to do since Firefly. Oh, yeah. And, oh, she is, she's hot. Oh, she's hot. She's very hot. But, yeah, I love having hers. I get. I don't know if they're going to use the name Diana. Right, because that's what the original Right. Mm-hmm. But um, Elizabeth Mitchell from Lost mm-hmm. is going to be playing uh, a lead in that. Yep. And she's great on Lost, so this should be this should be a nice little fit. Now I've got to ask. We could bring back the great Mark Singer for, you know, to lead the rebellion. Aye. Michael oh, Ironside. I only would... only in a just and noble world will that happen. Yeah. I was just thinking, I hope Mark Singer does not show up. Oh, what, are you going to talk some ferrets now? <laughs> I'll give him one of those little cameos where he just kind of like, he's like the dad of somebody that gets shot or something like that. Oh, know? yeah. Um, another movie that uh, it came up also, Sherlock Holmes, talking yeah. about Robert Downey oh, Jr. Robert Jr. Oh, yeah. uh, Guy Ritchie, formerly married to Madonna, and... Jude uh, Law. Huh? Jude Law. Jude Law's also in it, that's right. Mm-hmm. But Guy Ritchie directed the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, directed, I think, hands down, one of the coolest crime capers ever, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. 
Mm. And it's remake. It's shot for shot remake. Snatch. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Brad Pitt. Um, it looks really cool. Apart from some of the bullet time effects that they're doing, yeah. some of the fighting. Yeah. Which you know I found to be overkill in movies like Watchmen, mm-hmm. where it kind of fits a little more. It still looks like there's going to be plenty of humor in it. Yeah. Lots of yeah. smarts. <clears throat> Um, Kurgan from the WWF is in it. You know, it's funny. I, was, I, remember, I remember I saw Bob Kurgan in something. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. It's so great when you see, like, freakishly tall jobbers oh, show God. up in big budget movies. So I'm figuring what the great Kali will be in another movie soon. Actually, yeah, well, he wasn't get, get smart. smart. Yeah. He's got, a, he's got a career ahead of him. Yep. Um, next movie, and this one's been making the rounds quite a bit. And, guys, let's, let's, let's just expound on this a little bit. Avatar. James Cameron's uh, follow-up, 12-year-long follow-up to uh, Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the Hitler video said it best <laughs> when he, he called it uh, either Th- Thundercats, The Clone Wars, or Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer has already had like over 3 million hits on iTunes. Yeah. Um, the trailer is huge. The, the, the special effects look cool. Yeah. But I really wish people would stop treating James Cameron like he cured cancer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I was confusing that for a while because there's another Avatar, the last Airbender movie. Yeah. I kept confusing that. Because uh-huh. at one point. We, went, we had this discussion last week Did prior you? to the show. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. He, he was talking about Avatar. I was like, no, I, I, I'm not interested in seeing the last Airbender. No, no Avatar. No Avatar, yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm like, Shamlin, I was going to fuck it up. It's, yeah. No. Oh, wait. No, no, no. The other one. Yeah, they're both going to suck. But. <laughs> It'll, play, it'll take place like in a snow globe or something like that. Oh my god! Uh, just here's the thing with Avatar. It's Sam Worthington who, again, in the Hitler video, was like, "How the hell is this guy even a star? He ruined the Terminator <laughs> franchise." Uh, Sam, Sam Worthington plays a guy in a wheelchair who is part of like this elite mecha army. Um, but his he can transform. He can transfer his his consciousness into like this seven foot tall blue cat. Okay. Why? Wasn't that a character from one of the Final Fantasy games? Yeah. Uh, it was like the 10th uh, one, I think it was. It was like a blue, big blue cat character. That was oh, yeah. Game. Yeah, there was. It's like a, That's all yeah. I can think of now. Right. But, I mean, the thing is, James Cameron said that the special effects were going to... They, these are... This is the next wave of special effects. These are going to be groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see anything in the trailer at all that, that made me think that. I mean, okay, motion capture, done. Yeah. Um... Completely CG backgrounds. I mean, th- those go back to Sky Captain and the uh, World of Tomorrow, which is a vastly yeah. underrated movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I mean, what, what 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 did he do? He cast Sam Worthington in a movie about giant uh, cats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh, they're going to have mechas in it too. Oh. There you go. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Speaking of mechas, uh, I was very sad to see that they're taking down the big Gundam in Japan. Oh, the, yes, I saw that. They're they're deconstructing the giant Gundam. Oh, Have really? you seen the giant Gundam? I've not seen it. Uh, yeah, for like the last couple, like three months. Have you seen two people got married under it? Oh, for God's sakes. This is the same I cunt. Would. You would? Yeah. Oh, Mike. This show is for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, this is the same country where Hello Kitty is like the Minister of Defense. Oh, God. So I mean, you get that in like, you know, Hot Topic. Yeah. <laughs> There's like that little waving kitty clock. Yep. That, yeah. That's like the prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> Guess you, Japan, and your little girl panties. Oh, God. And your vending machines. You laugh. They're, they're one step closer to creating that big robot that's going to kick our ass, you know? They, they are, yeah. I mean, it's. I heard, a, I heard a joke once that if we were to bomb them into the Stone Age, they'd still be at least 300 years ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, no, no offense, of course, to our our, our Nipponese brother brethren. No, no. you no. never know how far this show is traveling. Absolutely. We've gone as far as Canada. Hi, Nick. Um, <laughs> we, we were we're in North Carolina now. We're all over the place. All right. I, I'm trying Ooh. to get some of my friends from England to, want, to Ooh. listen to it. Oh, well then. Cheers. And so, if we can expound westward towards yeah, Japan, why not? Hey, there's a billion people in China. There's got to be someone who just who just finds this. Just if I get to see someone in Japan giving us the ribbons of shame for not doing this right. <laughs> you know, they'll have to stand in a room with a white jacket and yelling oh, all the time. You know, God. like, like gung ho. <laughs> if we get a challenge in the mail, we'll know where it's from. Yep. Yeah. Um, but this kind of brings us full circle to uh, the la- the last movie, and this brings us full circle to last year's first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released a teaser trailer for Tron Legacy, right? The sequel to Tron. Um, last year, I-, I discussed that Tron is. Pr- I have such a-, a-, a soft spot for Tron. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Love the movie. Well, you know what it was? Is for, like I said, for the time, it was very ahead of its time. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, yeah. It, while it is. <clears throat> Insanely dated. Yeah, mm. it's just it's it's just an entertaining movie to watch. Right. Really? I think nowadays with the technology we have, you can really just go apeshit with it. Oh, it absolutely. made sense. It made sense to do a sequel. Right. Yeah. Greetings. The master control program has chosen you to serve your system on the game grid. And that's what this is. This is a direct sequel. It's not a reboot. Right. It's not a restart. Jeff Bridges is in it. Right. Which is right. Oh, and he plays like it. a dual character. Yeah. He yeah. Plays himself older and himself younger. Someone told us said that that's possibly a uh, clue. Clue. Remember Clue? The remember oh, his, yeah. his, one of his best programs. Yeah. And if you think about it, if you looked at it, the character was yellow. Yeah. And in Clue, and Clue was yellow in the first one. Something about how I think after MCP, like you know, some of the programs came back, and he came back kind of all like well, pissed off. He probably could have rewritten them. And I think it was cool, but they had the new technology now, where they can kind of mat over the face, make them look younger. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of neat. Well, you know? Yeah, like it, how they did an X Men, uh, third X Men movie. I thought that was just incredible how yeah. they were able to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's and I think that with the technology the way it is right now, yeah. Tron is going to make more sense, and I think it's going to appeal to a broader audience than it did the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Because back back then computers were pretty new. They were they were pretty new. Right. I mean, everybody as far back as I can remember from when I was ten years old, I just remember a lot of people just being confused by it. It's mm. not mm. it's not the first movie you go to if you really want to like have your story laid out for you. Right. Right. You really got to stick with it. It's such an investment. Exactly. I mean, now it makes perfect sense. Oh yeah. I remember actually when they came out with the PC game Tron Two Point yeah. yeah. That technically was supposed to be like a sequel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it was supposed to be like you know years later. Um. Alan Bradley had a son named Jet. Yeah, and apparently, um, what's her name died. Like they were married, and she oh. died. And yeah. he created a, a program based on like with her, like yeah. voice. her voice. Yeah. And um, there was like another character's name was Thorn. He was, he was like a corrupted like person went in, he got corrupted, so he was like all like messed up. He became a virus. But oh. then there was like another. There was like another corporation was going to take over. And they were gonna like zap people in the computers so they could like take over things and like run the computer from the inside. Yeah, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was pretty. It was actually it was a very good story. Oh yeah, actually it was very good. Game yeah, they're gonna try, try to steal data from inside computers. Yeah, nice. And I mean, there's just I mean, viruses, Trojans, that kind of thing. I think definitely there's so much more now you can do with so it. So much oh, more yeah. you can do it, and so much more that is just in our, our general um, language. Yeah. Now yeah. it's gonna make more sense. Um, I love the new light cycles. Oh, oh yeah, awesome. absolutely oh. love the new light cycles. Um, even the discs, yeah, just kind of yeah, forms and around the hand, yeah, and just just him jumping in the air, grabbing and forming the light cycle around him and landing inside it, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, I like the fact, too, they're open cycles, too. Yeah, it's, yeah, not, which, like a, it's not like the big little, you know, right, like, and a, it's, like a it's, banana, you know? Right, it's also not instant death when they slam into something, either. No, right. Which, you know, just, I, I just like a little better. Yeah. yeah. It'll kind of drag things out a little more. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the movies we're going to talk about today that has had its redo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole bunch of stuff. Before I continue, I just got to mention, uh, before we started recording today, Mike G made a gift of Mike C and presented him with oh, a yeah. Frank Stallone action figure. I'm holding it right here. If you really want to go back uh, back in time, back to the wonderful land of the 80s, nothing makes a better gift than um, 1983 one-hit wonder Frank Stallone. Save Part of the Rocky series. These are this is the Rocky action figure because he he did appear in the first movie. Yeah, we got yeah. a lot of things here. We got Spider Rico. And yeah, Rocky Balboa after he, after the fight, he's all bruised up. Before he's bruised up, oh, Adrian's in here. Yeah, look at this. That's right. You can have your own Adrian figure. I could have Ivan Drago if I want. Ivan yeah. Drago <laughs> and even Apollo Creed with a nice little afro and yeah. uh, the, the shorts. Yeah, the, the American flag shorts. I was yeah. kind of hoping. How that is maybe... that not disrespectful? By the way, I don't know. <laughs> To have the American flag that close to Apollo Creed's junk. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Creed. Yeah, it's funny. It's a damn good likeness of him. Like he's even got the jacket on here, you know. Yeah. And I'll tell you. Oh man! I think you should be able to press it. You start singing um, "Far From, from Over." Yeah. I mean, the thing is that that action figure he just exudes second best brother. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, did you ever see? Was it um, Fred Claus? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. There's but. actually a scene where all, like like all these brothers of people are like in there talking, and Frank Stone's like, "Well, then when my brother Sylvester got like like, of course you know what's his name is the brother of Santa Claus. Yeah. Of course they're all sitting there like in a like a you know support group." You know, brothers who got famous and you didn't, and like so. Hidden Frank Stallone was there, um, one of the Baldwin brothers. You know? It's hysterical, you know. I think it was like I think it was uh, I think it was Billy Baldwin or something like that. He's like, "Remember we talked about about Alec, you know, <laughs> talk about Alec." <laughs> Not Daniel, Alec, it was hysterical, you know. <laughs> nice. Well, it's funny, too. Like, remember remember back in the early 90s when there were all those Baldwins, and it seemed like Alec was going to end up being, like, the lesser Baldwin? Yeah. Right. And, Man, and, and, and that talk ended real fast, didn't it? Yeah. I think they were trying to make Billy Baldwin being, like, the high one. Oh, yeah. Now he's, like, he's below Daniel, I think. Yeah. I think he's even below, uh, what's that one? Steven. Steven, yeah. Steven Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Well, even Steven's done a few things. Yes. Well, I no. mean, well, I don't know if we'll talk the, about the creation of Biodome, but, you know. Well, Which yeah. one was it that was in Firefly? Firefly, that was Adam Baldwin. Who's Adam not Baldwin. A, that He's not a true Baldwin. He's not related to those Baldwins. No. And i got to tell you something about Adam Baldwin, though. He hasn't aged at all. No, no he was like the same metal, DC he, cab. Yeah, full metal jacket. Yep. 1987's full metal jacket. Working, working with Kubrick normally would kill an average man. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, my God, yeah. So let's get back, because uh, there's plenty... The, the, the newest trend now for geek movies really is this reboot, reset, sequelize, just just really just kind of going back to the drawing board and finding... Going back to what worked about a movie. Right. Forgetting sequels in cases, just hitting the reset button. Right. Well, look at one movie they're doing, the Fantastic... They want to reboot the Fantastic the, yeah, Four. Yeah, exactly. Which, honestly, I don't think were bad movies. No. To be honest, I think they did them pretty well. Yeah. I mean, they were fun. I mean, yeah, you're not looking for that deep story like The Dark Knight. They but weren't as bad as Elektra. No. Right, yeah. Or Catwoman. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. let's, come on. I mean, you know, let's look it up. Or the 90s version of the, did you ever see that and 90s version of Fantastic Four? I have. It's, I have, oh, actually. Oh, my God. Oh. 
Yeah, you know, the boy who could fly was uh, the human torch. You know, George Gaines was the biggest name in that movie. Punky Brewster is George Gaines. I mean, Jay Underwood wasn't the biggest name in that movie. No. I thought he would No. It was no Spider-Man, but it was also no Ghost Rider. Exactly. No. But, I mean, you see these movies, and in the past year, ever since we started Geek Salad, I mean, you've seen... The Batman franchise mm-hmm. just got it got a major shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. Star Trek. Oh yeah. I mean, and this was I mean, this was something that I really I was really skeptical about when it first came or when I first heard that they were going to reboot it mm-hmm. with the cast that they were going to reboot it with. Right. I was very skeptical until I started seeing the shots mm. of, of the cast and costume and everything like that, and it, it worked out for the best. Yeah. Oh yeah. It really did, and the characters just played perfectly. They kept their own, but they still added that old touch. Right. Right. That's what I love about it. So. I mean, we talked about uh, Tron last year on our first show. Another movie we, we touched upon last year was Dune. We Fremen have a saying. God created Arrakis to train the faithful. One cannot go against the word of God. Right. Um, I, I love da- uh, David Lynch's version of Dune. Yeah. The proper David Lynch version, not the... Director's cut. I still like the director's cut. I just like to explain. The only reason why is explain some things that I didn't know. Right, right. You know, I mean, like some of the scenes, like you could have added those scenes in the regular Lynch cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the whole thing of how you get the water of life. Yeah. You, know, you actually show that whole scene where they take a little baby worm, squeeze it out, and yeah. that's how they get the. You know, I mean, I never yeah. knew that. Right. So, and I never knew actually also that what's his, um, Dr. Kynes there? I yeah. didn't know that was Johnny's dad. Yeah, explain. I don't think they. I think they may have, but I don't remember right. if they did explain that. Usually, but I mean, the thing with that is, uh, usually director's cuts are made for the, the the like the true diehard fans, right? And all that stuff. If you've read even the just the just the first book, you mm-hmm. haven't gone in to the Brian Herbert stuff, right. like the like the the sequel, the in between chapter right. sequels, right. or anything like that. The Sand of Dune, the Worms yeah. of Dune, well, Spice of Dune. I just you know. re- I just read Paul of Dune recently, yeah. and it was pretty good. It was it took place in between Dune. And um, Dune Messiah, but it was kind of all stuff that you know it, it didn't matter to the storyline at all. It mm-hmm. just, it, in fact, it, I think it just kind of dragged it out a little bit. Right. Mm. But they are remaking it. Uh, Peter Berg, mm-hmm. who directed uh, Hancock and The Kingdom, yep. and The Rundown, he's direct. He's going to be directing Dune. At least right now, he's a tentative director for it. Right. The only name I've heard attached to it right now is uh, Funny Man uh, John Hodgman. Okay. Who is the PC and the PC Mac ads? Oh, I don't know no. who he's going to play. Maybe he'll play the uh, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't play the Baron. He, he, he'd probably play like Yui or something like that. Yeah. But um, he's the only name I've heard attached I, actually, to it. I could see him as uh, Spoofer. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Actually, I think that would work great too because he's got that great delivery. Yeah. Um, what about uh, <laughs> Beast Raban? Oh, <laughs> you know what the funny thing is too? They like, could like do a Dune parody. <laughs> Hi, I'm a Harkonnen. I'm an Atreides. <laughs> Actually, you know who'd make a great Beast Raban is Jonah Hill. Oh, good lord! What? What the what? fuck do you want from me? Look at me! Look at the Jufro! Look at my tiny dick! Oh, Look at this! I, I, I'm a beast! And then of course we can get what's his name to play uh, to, from Twilight to play. Uh, of our Patterson to play Fade Ralpha. Yeah, and of course it'll be like pale white, you know. <laughs> I will kill him! Yeah, well, we've got plenty to talk about Twilight in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um. So, I mean, my, my thoughts with if they're going to do the remake, try to keep as much of the original... Uh, try to keep as much of the David Lynch look to right. the movie, because I thought that it the, the look made sense. You can complain all you want about how the movie dragged, how it's confusing... But I think the like the still suits look great, the yep. worms look great, mm-hmm. the palaces look great, the art direction itself looked great. Oh yeah. 
So if they can kind of even, they don't have to do the same exact thing. But don't, right. Don't be like the Sci-Fi Channel movies and completely veer away from it right. either. There was actually a lot more nudity in Sci-Fi Channel movies than I expected. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. yeah, I guess they didn't, weren't expecting anyone was going to watch because Sci-Fi Channel pre <laughs> pre Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they have for that. Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, yeah. You guys, uh, Mike, you had mentioned they they did a manga of Labyrinth. Uh, yeah, they did a sequel to Labyrinth in manga form. It was basically like the the little kid was all grown up now. Okay, and he was like, I, I never actually read it, but from what I could tell, he was being brought back to kind of take the place of the Goblin King. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, so he's got like this actual like backstory with Jareth the yeah. Cod piece. Oh, I sorry. I was corrected. It's not a cod piece. It's a dance belt. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> it but, doesn't uh, make it any better. No, it doesn't. Well, do you think he'll pass that on to the little kid? You yeah, know? yeah. No, just make sure that you remember. It's not a cod piece. And it's a dance belt. And I didn't have crabs. <laughs> uh, actually, there is on Flight of the Concords, um, the first season. They actually did this episode called Bowie, where uh, Jermaine Clement. Mm-hmm. Who plays Jermaine on the show? Just does this spot-on Bowie impersonation, and he's he he he's playing David Bowie in uh, his bandmate's Brett's dreams. <laughs> and at the one point, he actually shows up like, "Hello, Brett, David Bowie, dressed up in 1986's Labyrinth costume," <laughs> <laughs> and he had like the big hair and everything. It's oh, great, great, hands down, um, impersonation of him. But I discussed this with Autumn about which films she would like to see remade. Her answer to me was none of them because they work fine on their own. And in a case like Labyrinth, I can definitely understand that mm-hmm. um, because you had Jim Henson's Muppets. Yep. You had yeah. Terry Jones um, handling a lot of it as well. Mm-hmm. And it just, it works. I, a remake, I think, essentially, apart from who the hell are they going to pick for there? Right. The, the, you know, who, who's going to play Jareth? You have 13 hours in which to solve the labyrinth before your baby brother becomes one of us forever. Who's, go- who's going to be able to fill that codpiece? Exactly. Dance belt, sorry. Yeah, and, I mean, what are you going to get? A bunch of CDI, gr- uh, you know, goblins and stuff? They probably would. Yeah. Would That's exactly it. what they would do. It would ruin it. It'd be like, you know, the, the James Cameron vision of uh, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Yeah, because that's just what I wanted to see—a movie about Arnold Schwarzenegger blowing away a bunch of CGI monkeys. <laughs> Die, monkey! <laughs> have a that's, banana. Yeah, the thing is, that's You're appealing. <laughs> if I want to see, and I love Planet of the Apes, yeah. I love that yeah. whole thing. You know, serious. And I wouldn't want to see that either. Right. I want to see the apes actually kind of take over. Some nice, some not so nice. And right. yeah. Battle of the Planet of the Apes is on last night. Yeah, I didn't watch that in a while. But that, I mean, that's the thing is, that, and, that, and that might be the example of like the reboot that failed. Right. Was the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like the idea, but at the same time, it just, you know... The, I think in the hands of another director, and I, I'm not taking anything away from Tim Burton, because I right. love Tim Burton, mm. this wasn't his forte. No. no. Sci-fi is not his forte. Not yeah. unless it's his version of sci-fi. Exactly. Right. And it was... I'm going to twist the story to my goofy emo liking. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm going to make sure Helen Bonacar is, char- is a character. Yeah. Actually, the funny thing with that movie, though, is at the time, he wasn't yet with Helena Bonham Carter. They hooked up during that movie. Right. But his other girlfriend, Lisa Marie, was in that movie as well, and you could tell by her uh, her, yeah. her, her, um, her part how little screen time she got. It's like, oh, they're on their way out, aren't they? <laughs> the thing is how much she sucked anyway. She was never a great actress to begin with. No, she wasn't. She wasn't at all. I'm, just, I'm just glad Johnny Depp didn't, wasn't playing a monkey in that one. Right. I keep forgetting Tim Roth was in that. 
Yeah, yeah he, was, I he, he was like a, a crazy one. Yeah, yeah I keep forgetting Tim Roth has a career now, though. So <laughs> yeah, it's, Michael Duncan Clark. There, so you know, sad. Michael Clark Duncan, whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that is definitely the... Because they, they try to stick as much to the original as possible and then completely turn it on to your, like, five minutes before the end of the movie. You know what I find funny about Planet of the Apes, though? And this is interesting. You know what's rated? G. Yeah. 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 Yet... At least two or three times in the movie, you get to see Charlton Heston's bare ass. Yep, I'll that's tell you right. how, the, how different the rating system was back then. My thought is that's automatic PG right there. Right, exactly. Well, another movie that that, <clears throat> that didn't deserve its rating, the PG rated Logan's Run. Yeah, yeah. There is so much boob in that movie. Absolutely. I was like, you got to be kidding me! And it's all Ginny and Gooder too. Who of course, did nothing but spend the seventies in front of a camera with her top off. Right. But um, <laughs> now that's another movie though. I would love to see remade. If only they can make better special well, effects. Well, and right. I thought I thought Brian Singer was going to remake that one. There was talk. It, there there could be talk. I I, I I I think I've heard that though. Yeah. I definitely think, yeah, especially with the name Brian Singer attached to it. Yeah. It could work as long as you can find another you know a feat passing for straight you know lead man. Yep. Hey, Robert Pattinson. Another funny thing is I think the only movies that really work well technically work I'm going to say as um, remakes a lot mostly horror movies. I mean, because all you gotta do is just add more gore. Right, exactly. You know, and some of them work, some of them don't. I remember, uh, let's take Night of the Living Dead, the 60s version, then the 90s version. Yeah. Um, 90s version actually wasn't half no, bad. No, no, it was good. And it, it's really stuck pretty close to it. They changed it around a little bit. Like, I remember um, Barbara was more, you know, she you know, she was just like a you know, comatose during the whole yeah, first yeah, right. one. And the second one, they kind of got her to, like, to kind of get off her ass and become a tough, you know, yeah, broad. Yeah, yeah. You know, be a badass, I like Yeah, that. and that was the nice thing about it. It kind of gave her a little more and... Right, and to that same extent, uh, Day of the Dead, I think the remake yep. was better, at least filmed better, it looked better. Day or Dawn? Um, Dawn, sorry. With, uh, yeah. Yeah, with Mackay Pfeiffer as the yep. stu- world's stupidest man. You're gonna kill my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on a second, I'm just gonna put my ear up against my zombie pregnant wife. <laughs> oh, God. Stupid! Stupid! But, yeah, I know, absolutely. And then you get stuff like Halloween. Right. And I said this on our Halloween episode. The first half of Halloween, the the, the Rob Zombie Halloween is awesome. Yeah. The second half is a stabathon. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't seen Halloween 2 yet. No. You know, I don't know if I will either. Well, because then they're remaking Friday the 3rd, not Friday, I'm, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Because we're going to have Kelly Leak play Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Which, you know, I can get behind only because it is Kelly Leak. And he does look kind of like, you know, if you, you give him, yeah. you know, he's got that, you know. Yeah. grizzled face. Uh, right, exactly. I mean, he's he, got enough of that, you know, he did the Rorschach voice. You oh, know, yeah. he, can really pull, he could pull that off. Yeah, I, I definitely don't have any any worries no. about that. Like I said, certain movie, horror movies can be redone depending on how you do them. And, right. You know. What about the proposed Goonies? Not remake, but sequel that they're going to do? I heard that was got dropped. Yeah, yeah I heard that, it too. But like, they want to bring know. back all the other characters, the original characters, like, yeah. maybe, like, the kids of those characters or something like that. Right. That was the idea, and then the other Yeah, like, the were... chick who plays Andy is really doing anything right now, right? right? What yep. about, uh, what's her name? What's the other one? Martha Plimpton. Martha Plimpton. I'm sure Martha Plimpton's got a very lucrative career on Broadway right now, well, of course, or then off, you got, off Broadway. Right, but then you got but, Josh Brolin, you know, who's been, like, right now, he's, he's been pretty much on top Everywhere. of mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Uh, He's going to be Jonah Hex. Yeah, which is funny, too, because you look at it. Right now, the cr- career trajectory mm-hmm. of the original Goonies, it's like, on top now, you have Josh Brolin. On the bottom, you have Corey Feldman. Right. What the hell? I mean, that's... And Corey Feldman is below, like, guys like Data. 
Right, and Chunk isn't fat anymore. Right, exactly. So unless they stuff him in a suit or CGI his, his some you know girth on. No, him. you know what they could do with that though? They could just make him like so health conscious. He's annoying, yeah. kind of like Ben Stiller in the Royal Tenenbaums. And like eventually he just finally loses it and just yeah. starts ch- chowing down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would rather see that one remade than a sequel. Cause... Make like Corey Feldman found God, you know, like you know. <laughs> You, so you're saying like you'd rather see it remade completely? Yeah. Okay. Because um, I mean, I mean, trying to get back all. I mean, from what I from what I hear, not all of them want to be a want to be in the sequel. Right. If you right. can't get the whole group back, there's no point there's doing no point. it. Yeah. Unless you put them in movies as other roles. Right. Like you know, yeah. as cameo roles or something like you know, one was a cop. You know, like you make like the kid that played Chunk a cop, the cop. You know, right, or exactly. Like that. Or you know, yeah, put him in the, like that ironic role. Right. You know, where they are the exact opposite of the character they played in the 1985. Exactly. Movie. Why not make him a lawyer? Because that's what he, he is. He is a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Now the th- the funny thing is though is that I don't know how well Goonies would work bec- only because as a remake only because it has such that. Mid '80s Spielbergian air to it. Right. Yeah. That I don't know if you can reemulate that. What about also when they made Bad News Bears? Um, what'd you think? I I enjoyed. I did. And you know the funny thing? They didn't change it too much. Right. But you know the funny thing is I remember like at the end of the first movie. He was handing out beers to the kids. Yeah. It was like red ribbon beer or something like that. And of course then he gives out, oh this is just non-alcoholic, you know. Yeah. And, and those kids were just swearing up a storm in that first one. Oh exactly. But the the remake. I thought it was it was, it was good. completely serviceable, and it stuck there right to nothing the, it wrong stuck right with to that. It. You know, I couldn't play Presky Drake Kinnear off as the as the tough coach though. No, he no. wasn't like um, what's his name? The he other guy. Uh, he was in Billy Bob Thornton. Missed. No, 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 from the original. From the original movie. Oh, um, he died in oh. Twilight Zone the movie. Oh, Vic Morrow. Vic Morrow. That's yeah. right. That's right. Vic Morrow just played a better asshole. You know? Right. Greg, Greg oh. Kinnear wasn't. I was thinking Walter Walter Matthau. No, but Greg Kinnear, I just thought. I don't know, he didn't fit that role. Yeah. You need someone a little more like a jerk. Well, I mean, Greg Kinnear plays a great jerk. I mean, come on, Captain not, Amazing. Right, but not you know? that, yeah, but that, but it's like a different jerk. He was more of like, you know, the jock type. He wasn't like really, the, you know, the tough, you know, asshole jock. Right. I don't know, I guess that's what I'm looking at, so. Right. Um, a couple movies, and I discussed this with some guys at work, and we did, we did put a Facebook poll. Uh, Mike, you also posed this to some of your online gaming uh, yeah. friends. Um, of movies that we would love to see remade that don't have any potential right now of being remade. Mm-hmm. Um... The first one that came to mind for me was The Black Hole. Okay. The 79 uh, Disney. That was a great movie. I yelled That's that a fun a movie. I, it's got a great score. I actually downloaded uh, a couple months ago from iTunes. I actually downloaded the John Barry theme, the opening theme. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a great theme. It, it really kind of has that thing where you feel like you're actually going down a hole. You right. Know? You know, it's, just, it's got that. It right. just, It was perfect. Um, you know, apart from just kind of some of the, the bad special effects and, the, and the, the pure fact it was a Star Wars ripoff. Yeah. The second, the, the opening day for Star Wars came, you know, the, the opening numbers for Star Wars came. Right. They're like, okay, sci-fi, greenlight it. Yeah. <laughs> Robots, even better. Two yeah. of them, even better. Short and squat ones, go for it. All right. It's like a movie with two R2-D2s in it. One young, one old. <laughs> and a really big red killer C-3PO. Oh, my God. Uh, you know who did the voice of uh, Vincent? Yeah, Roddy McDowell, yeah. who also voiced uh, several characters in the Planet of the Apes movies. Well, well he was actually those people. Yeah. You know? Except for the second one. He was no, not he was in not the second the one. That was the only one he was, was not in. Yeah. Huh. Now, do you know who voiced old Bob? Oh, it was like Slim Pickens. Yeah, it was like Slim yeah. Pickens, yeah. Mr. Tagger from uh, Blazing Saddles. Yes. <laughs> you use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. Oh, uh, you know who else in that movie? Robert Forrester. Yes. 
great uh, Robert Forrest. Yeah, I, actually, it's. It, I wish he had a better career now because he, he's done so much. He was great in Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Yeah, that was a great movie. But uh, who else is in that movie? It's funny, like the young guy. Yeah, well, the guy that played Charlie Pizer. Yeah, exactly. What the hell happened what to happened him? What happened to him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. You got Ernest Borgnine. You had Ernest Borgnine, who, by the way, Mike, was <laughs> Yes, in... he, he was in Merlin's Shop of Mystical Wonder. He was the guy I was trying to think of. Not was, Ed Asner. Not, as, not Ed Asner. And the late, great Anthony Perkins. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, who did Psycho and Black Hole and then Psycho sequels and then died. Yep. And who was the chick? <laughs> Yvette, Yvette Mimo, <coughs> who was, like, huge in the 60s. Yeah. And then Maximilian Schell. Yep. Who just... As uh, Dr. Reinhardt. And had his robot name, Maximilian. Yeah. <laughs> now, who, off, just off the top of your head, just, who would you cast in that movie? Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. Timothy Dalton would make a good um, Maximilian. Reinhardt. Yeah. Reinhardt, yeah, absolutely. I think he'd make, he would he'd do excellent. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to think of, like, fatherly type of... Right. Well, you can always cast Robert Pattinson as the uh, yeah. as the young Charlie Pizer. What about George Gaines? <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I'd probably put Jonah Hill in the uh, Ernest Borgnine role. To yeah. Get... <laughs> well, what the fuck you want me to do? I'm gonna. Oh, no, I'm just gonna fine. escape from this fucking thing. Oh, oh, you're fucking shooting at me now. That's fucking great. Okay. And you then maybe put Michael Sarah in the uh, Anthony Perkins role. No, actually, could play the lead would be uh, Nathan Fillion. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, you can make him the uh, the captain. Is it just me, or is Nathan Fillion just be, make the best captain in anything? Oh yeah, Absolutely. just give him any role, and he will take it to the top. Yeah, he was actually great in Slither. Oh yeah, I loved him in that movie. Yeah, he's just Nathan Fillion. And yeah. Come on. yeah, it's just awesome. Um, voices for the robots. Any 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 dulcet tones come to mind? Alan Rickman? <laughs> actually, no, I, I could actually see Alan Rickman doing one of the voices, especially because he did such a great job as Marvin. Yes. In uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Or even, like, maybe even, like, someone like, even Daniel Radcliffe or something like that. Someone, I would, I, I would want to keep the British voice. You know what, though? I do, I like that idea. I like Daniel Radcliffe as, uh, he's got a He's got an instant voice, but yet he could be powerful when yeah. he needed to be. Mm. Um, I think for old Bob, you need someone kind of redneck, um... Harry Connick Jr. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no. Actually, you know who might actually make a good Reinhardt as well? Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Yes. He always yeah. plays a good, plays we go. a good villain. There we go. Disney, you know where to find us. Mm. www.geeksalad.mypodcast.com. Geeksaladyahoo.com. You can even change Maximilian. I can make a robot. You can make him like a cyborg type character, you know? And, oh, that would be badass. You know, just make him kind of like, just, you know, just kind of stands there. You and know? then voiced by Gerard Butler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Gerard Butler. This is Blackhorn! <laughs> um... Getting with the uh, with, with the the term black as well, black cauldron. Mm. Oh, um, yes. I remember that. That was like that was like the first PG cartoon movie. That was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was incredibly depressing. It's also the second book. Yep. In um in that series. Mm. You know what's funny? You know that little cat character that was with him. Yeah. Doesn't he sound a lot like uh, what's his name? Hobby. Um, um Gollum. Yeah, from... Yeah, it was, it was voiced by John Biner. But he sounds almost spot on to, um... Fergie was his name. Yeah, Fergie. Yeah. Fergie. But what was, the, what was um, what's his name that played uh, Gollum? Uh, oh, uh, Andy Serkis. He sounds so... I'm going, right. oh my God, is Andy Serkis doing this voice? When no. I was, you know, when I listen to it again, I always thought the biggest dumbass move in that movie was when the kid gave up his sword. Well, because, yeah, he was just an idiot. Anyway. Idiot! <laughs> now, that, I think live action, that could make a good movie, especially if... They can get any kind of backing that Lord of the Rings got, yeah. oh, and yeah. they film the entire thing in New Zealand. And I mean, the Horn King would look just 
totally badass. Yeah, anyway. absolutely, absolutely. Um, and there are five books in that series. Mm. Yeah. I think the Horn King is actually the last of the books too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're just they're they're great books. I read them in elementary school. Did they stuffed the whole all five books into one movie for that, or was it just kind of like part one? No, two? it was it was the intro of the first book, and the Black Cauldron is actually the second book. Yeah, in that in that series, mm. the, the the Taran series. Yeah. Um. So I, I I doubt I seriously doubt that anyone's trying to remake that. Right. But, too um, bad. Yeah. No. It's I mean it was a decent little cartoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's not even even in Disney standards it's not great. No. no. You know. I still remember seeing seeing um him raise the dead like that. Yep. That freaked the shit out of me. <laughs> what if you could do a live action? You'd have to do some CGI here, but a live action Secret of Nim. Hmm. That's tough because the you, cartoon did such a good oh no, job exactly. of being yeah. oh, I agree. To the book. No, I totally agree with you. But at the same time, if you really had the technology, you really had some of the characters to play the human characters. Yeah, you can almost get more into the human side of how they did it. Yeah, I, I think the thing with that is, it just, and I'm just kind of thinking of like some of the characters from Babe that. Yeah. At a certain point, somewhere 15, 20 minutes into watching the movie, watching a bunch of mice talking. Mm. Looks live action mice talking yeah. looks ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, just a thought. Yeah, no, absolutely no. Yeah. But uh, it's it's just one of those cartoons. It's hard to improve upon because right. it's so close to the book. Yeah, I mean, yeah. apart from they they killed one character instead of another, and they renamed you know they named it um, you know the secret of Nim instead of Mrs. Frisbee and the rats from Nim, right. and they even had to change Frisbee due to the copyright right. yeah, uh, restrictions. Frisbee. Yeah. Frisbee, yeah. But I, that's a great one. I can't, I can't wait to show that to Scarlet when she's old enough to not, you know, poop her pants to, uh, you know, being scared. Um, but the last Starfighter, that'd be a good. No, one. That would be a good one. Yeah, that would be a really good one. Mike. You could do a lot with that. Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sur and the Kodan Armada. Get ready. Prepare for blast off. Yeah, I, I think it, it it would only be an improvement. Yeah. Oh yeah. I hadn't se- I had never seen the last Starfighter until about two years ago. Really? What a bad time to watch that movie, yeah, especially it, you know after all the CG and all the Jar Jar yeah. Binks and Golems that I've been introduced to. What a shitty special effects. <laughs> but get it for the time. It, yeah. really it does have a great soundtrack up. though. Oh, it does. Yes. I love the music to the movie. Oh yeah. You know, and and you got you know it's funny just all the characters are pretty cool. Yeah, you know, Robert just... Pe- Robert Preston is playing Robert Preston, right. who is play, you know essentially he's he's Harold Hill. Yeah. yeah, you know, and he's great at that. He's great at selling things to yep. people. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be hard to kind of recast. Him. I love Robert Preston. He was great. Yeah, I mean, you need would... some. You need a fast talking type guy. Who would a Vince you know... Vaughn? Yeah, you could do a Vince Vaughn maybe. Yeah. Um, how about the kid? Just pick an unknown. Just pick someone unknown. Yeah. yeah. Greg, of course, have to be CG. Complete CG. Yeah. Yeah, because that's just how they take it anyway. Yep. Um, what about Excalibur? Mm, I don't know. I think that's as good as it is. Yeah, I, I like the fact... I don't know. Sometimes I think older movies are better because they didn't have all that special effects. Right. That's I just my opinion. I think they've just been such a glut of modern Arthurian mm. remakes. Yeah. They've done it so well that there's really no need for Excalibur. Uh, yeah. I mean, the last two that came out, uh, The Last Kingdom... And King Arthur um, were just terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, they weren't great. I'm thinking... I actually paid movie money to go see The Last oh. Kingdom, by the way. Sorry. Um, it, it, no, it, actually, you know, it wasn't bad, but the problem was is that Autumn and I were watching that movie, and we were so good up until the point where um, Ben Kingsley's character looks like he's emanating fireballs, 
and we lost it. <laughs> we just absolutely lost Thank it. Kingsley, what happened? I know. Yeah. Actually, going back to the last Star Frame, I forgot to mention that uh, you can actually download the arcade game. Wow. You can actually download the really? actual arcade game. Um, I found it somewhere, and I actually downloaded it on my computer. I did the music. has Robert Preston doing, Green Starfighter, you've been recruited by the Star League to defend against Zur and the Kodan Armada. It's like, da, 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 da. you know, it's the, the heads-up display. Yeah. Um, you do, like, the little thing. It's, it's hard, though. It's hard as hell. But it's a spot-on um, emulator. It's just a spot-on. Yep. Can you pull off the Death Blossom? No, you can't pull off Death oh, Blossom. Well, remember, the game was not made yeah, with Death Blossom. The didn't have Death Blossom on it. Oh. Do you remember the, the Clerks animated thing where... Um, Randall was playing that that pyramid game like oh, Pharaoh yeah. or whatever, yep. and he he scored as high as you could possibly score, yep. so that automatically made him great at manual labor. <laughs> so of course yeah, they had really built the built pyramid. The pyramids. <laughs> that was great. Oh, uh, I love that too, where they're going to give him anything he wanted. And they show like the two Asian girls, yep. and they're just like, "We'll do anything for you." Oh yeah. Well, give me some porno magazines with Asian chicks. I love Asian chicks. And then they turn into, like, butch lesbians, like, right away. Um, one movie, and this has come up again and again in terms of conversations I've had with people about revisiting movies, is The Dark Crystal. Stay the fuck away from yeah. The Dark Crystal. Well, unfortunately, oh, yeah. this possible talks of a sequel. Uh, from what I did here, though, I think they're going to actually use puppets, but we'll see what happens. Apparently, it's something about how Jen and uh, Kira are now, like, hundreds of years old, um, and basically, they're, like, they, they're ruling the dark, you know, the kingdom, Yeah. and apparently some sun character comes up, says they need some help, they refuse, Thing breaks the dark crystal and then everything goes to shit again. Okay, all right. I'm, so, sensing, I'm sensing the hand of Brian Henson in there. Oh, that yeah, I think jerk! So. You jerk! How long did it take him to learn how to do Kermit's voice? It's not like he didn't grow up with it or anything oh, like no. that. But remember, after Jim Henson died, it's like, but that doesn't sound right. Eventually, it started it got sounding better. right. Yeah. yeah, but it's like when uh, Mel Blanc's kid took over Bugs Bunny. Yeah, because uh, I remember in that and the, the original VHS release of Batman, the 1989 mm. Batman. Yeah. There was the uh, the clip of the Warner Brothers uh, movie club. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they had recorded most of it. Actually, I think they recorded the entire thing prior to Mel Blanc dying because mm-hmm. he was doing both voices. Then I think they changed the address of where you send your request to. And when they changed the address, Mel Blanc was dead, so they had to use his replacement. <laughs> and there's this very clear cut where you can tell that's not the same guy <laughs> doing right. that voice. The guy doing it now is like he, he got, he did get better too. Yeah, you know, but still, yeah. it's it's all those things where you just you have your memories and right. we still have the classics. Yeah, go back and watch old Looney Tunes or Muppet Show. Yeah, we'll have to, at least we were we were around when they were alive. Right, yeah. exactly, so, exactly. Here's um, to Mel Blanc and Jim Henson. Exactly. Cheers. May you rest in peace. Um, we did ask our friends on Facebook to give us some uh, some stuff, and uh, our friend Chris. Who um, was managed to peel himself away from from new fatherhood? Congratulations! Thank by congratulations. The way. congratulations! This is your shout out, Angelina. Enjoy. My child's first shout out was uh, Big Daddy V threatening to eat her to get back at Brian Dermody. <laughs> so uh, enjoy that, kiddo. But um, Chris gave us a couple of examples. Uh, we're going to go over them, and Chris, just so you're aware, we are going to critique them as we go, mm-hmm. all right? We have our own two cents. Yes, exactly, because that's what this show is, nothing but blistering, blistering hate. <laughs> so, uh, The Shining, 
Shining was already done, actually. Right, yeah. Weber. Yeah, yeah, it was an ABC two, two Night miniseries. It was actually okay. Yeah, I it liked wasn't, that it one, wasn't too actually. bad. Well, it stayed closer to the book than yeah. the Jack Nicholson one. Actually, it was a three part miniseries. Okay. Yeah, well, Thank you're right. Thank it wasn't you. Record Dean Ornay was in that, too. Yeah. yeah, but it stayed closer to the book than the, uh, the Kubrick. Right, um, Jack Nicholson and, version. And the Kubrick was cool. It was cool yeah. too, but yeah, it did stay a lot Rebecca closer. Rebecca Warnay was so much better than Shelley Duvall. I hate Shelley Duvall. Yeah, well, it's definitely an upgrade. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and the hotness factor. Yes. Yeah. Um, Chris did recommend that Robert Pattinson uh, could play Jack. Zoe Dashanel could play his wife Wendy, and their son Danny could be played by Connor Cruz. Tom Cruise's adopted son. Mm. Um, no. Yeah, it's. I, I don't see Robert Pattinson as being anything more than a vampire. And by the way, ladies, he's not a real vampire. Oh! Uh-oh. Oh, All right. The, the hearts. Bring on the, the stones. Hearts. Yep, yep. Next on the list, National Lampoon's Vacation. Um, Chris recommended Will Ferrell as Clark W. Griswold. Kristen Wiig as Ellen Griswold. And uh, every since every movie is different actors and actors playing Rusty and Audrey, they should do the same at different parts of the movie remake, which actually is kind of clever. That is yeah. clever. I like yeah. that. Because like, at one note, point, like, he's a teenager. Next thing you know, he's 10. You right. know? And yeah. Yeah. Uh, side like note, uh, Judd Apatow could direct this, and that would mean Seth Rogen could play Cousin Eddie. Or Jonah Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? You're on fucking vacation. You know what? Jonah Hill will be the son. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. You know, and... Dad, what the fuck? You got us lost again. Look at look at my Jufro and Dad, then Michael fuck, Sarah. Real salad? Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is one of those things I think is more is more like um, sequelized yeah. than revamp or reboot. Right. Um, I mean, even even if you take the youngest of the Rusties, which would uh, be played by Johnny Galecki He's of from, uh, the Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. Yeah. He is old enough now to have at least sired children, mm. and children old enough to to take on that kind of cross country vacation. So instead of doing a a Clark W. Griswold, maybe doing a Rusty W. Griswold, right, and his right. kids, where maybe the wife is more like Clark, where she's more about making the perfect vacation, right. I do like I do like the idea of Kristen Wiig being in there somewhere. I like Kristen Wiig, but yeah. I, I honestly almost would think that she'd make a, a better. Um, maybe she could be more of like a cousin Eddie type. Yeah. Than maybe having another male cousin Eddie. Right. Um, next on Chris's list is Gamera, because they've already done remakes of Godzilla, yeah, see, which was shitty, well, and well, King is, Kong, well, which thing, was good. Well, thing is, I remember uh, Angry Video Game Nerd was doing the Godzilla games. He yeah. was talking about how, I guess, apparently there's a ton of them that were made in Japan, but they just don't come over to the U.S. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd rather see another Godzilla movie here. Right. Or, I don't, Mothra, I did, or Mothra, for all I care, at this point. You know? I, I just don't think there's enough interest for a giant... And the thing is, too, is that Gamera isn't a villain. Right. No. Gamera isn't a, a walking destruction machine like Godzilla well, is. No. In the first movie he was, and then he became the friend to all children. Well, Godzilla was the same way. It was like, you know, then everybody, you know, loved him. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's so, the thing, too. Yeah, Space exactly. Godzilla showed up with the big, huge ice cubes coming out of his back. <laughs> that's, no. why, that's why they remade Godzilla in 1985, because he was getting too friendly. They wanted to make him a badass Right, again. exactly. Wait yeah. a minute. We're all the kids with his creepy short pants. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next on Chris's list is Plan 9 from Outer Space. Strangely enough, we they did... They are going to remake it. They yeah. are remaking it. There's a trailer currently. Um, today is September 11th, so the September 10th uh, blog for uh, Topless Robot. Mm-hmm. It, the, the trailer is on there. Yeah. Feel free to check it out. I think it's I think it's Sci-Fi Channel that's putting it, so it's going right. to be incredibly shitty. Yeah. But you people but, are idiots. Well, that makes you sense, see? actually. You see? <laughs> that makes sense. It's, I mean... You want a shitty remake of a shitty movie. Exactly, and so... so yeah, side-by channel. Exactly. You, you see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid, stupid.
stupid! The, the last one Chris has on there uh, is Airplane. And he even admits, it would be hard to remake such a cl- uh, comedy classic. Surely it could be done. Oops, sorry for calling you Shirley. Yeah, I gotta agree. He, he wouldn't be able to really redo yeah. it. It's so, it's so original, you couldn't redo it. It essentially would be like telling the same joke over again. Right. And right. there's nothing less well, what funny they'll do is they'll than tack, repeating a joke. They'll tack on the word movie after it and basically make it just a, basically a bunch of stupid pop culture references that go nowhere. Right, exactly. And, so, that's, and that's what's going to happen. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, that's a, that's the problem with the way... There, there's no such thing as satire anymore no. in no. movies. Um, I mean, Cracked.com had this thing a few weeks ago, how to how to write a great jokeless movie. And they used the, the like disaster movie Meet the Spartans as right. your example, where there aren't jokes. They're simply pop culture references that go nowhere other than to let you know they just made a pop culture reference. Right. To the point of, in Meet the Spartans... They didn't have anything to use to make fun of Little Miss Sunshine. Right. So the Britney Spears character had a Little Miss Sunshine t-shirt on that just said Little Miss Sunshine on yep. it. So it's, how do you get back at a movie mm. for being successful? Because that's really their only crime is that they're, right. they're, they're successful and better made than, than the movie movies. Yeah, right. but They are going to be doing a tribute to black exploitation movies of the 70s. Oh, God. I saw a trailer called Black Dynamite. That's awesome. And I think it's Michael Jai White playing the character, but they're like, it's funny, when they did the, when they do the trailer, it's like three minutes long, he's like, they gave him like another name, like some really, really like, you know, cheesy, stereotypical name, and you know, he's got the big afro and the bushy mustache. But they already did that, it was called Undercover Brother. (laughs) No, but this is actually, no, but that, but this actually looks like, they gave it like, how like, you know. Um, Grindhouse gave it like the look and everything. Yeah, they make it look like a '70s. It takes place in the '70s. They're cool. making it, you know, it's like a, a spoof, but it's done well enough that it, you know, it, it actually still makes sense. I well, want, I want them to hire Julio White for that. Movie. <laughs> oh God, he has not aged well. By give, give Urkel some more work, please. <laughs> now, Mike, you said that some of your guys from your gaming community, right, had yeah. mentioned a few. Go ahead. Well, um, most of them were TV, were TV shows remakes. Yep. Um, Thundercats. Someone yep. mentioned Thundercats, okay. which would be a. I think that would be a good remake. If they're talking movies, I think that's on. That's that's somewhere on somebody's yeah. creative yeah. pile. Uh, same with He-Man. Which, by the way, uh, anyone who referenced uh, our, our He-Man, where we talked about He-Man a couple months ago, mm-hmm. they are not making the version that oh, we talked sorry. about. So no more oh, magic hating Skeletor. Yep. Oh. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Um, what uh, else? Another one that really sticks in my mind. Uh, remake of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh God, really? Which was in itself a remake of the Sentai shows. Yep. Honestly, I think if they could, you know, take out some of that cheese factor and put in decent special effects and not do just taking clips from the Japanese Voltron, the Sweet Valley High Years. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? One of the, the kid that played the, the Green game. Ranger is going into is MMA. It, that's going to be interesting. That dude really? is ripped and tatted up. Oh yeah. yeah. I, oh my god. I didn't. I guess it, he was like a third degree oh, black belt anyway. He I guess really, he yeah. really is a like a high black belt. He's oh, one, yeah. I guess probably before he did all that stuff, yeah. he was actually a uh, he was like a like a huge champion. Really? Oh, yeah. So I actually, I actually want to watch MMA just to watch him get his ass kicked. Pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons why they hired him. Yeah. Because they wanted somebody that could actually do the stunts. So that, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, were there any others, or? Um, oh, there were more. I just can't think of them <laughs> off the head. I will say one of my own personal ones that I know it's going to be a controversial one, but yep. I'd like to see Gremlins remade. Um, remade or sequelized with well, a, like a reset sequel. Well, see, the problem with or doing a, a sequel is that, I mean, you what, what would you do? Gremlins get loose in uh, what on a 
on a boat or something? <laughs> Actually, you know Gremlins what? Gremlins on a plane? I'd actually yeah. like to see the origins of how they were created and yeah, how it happens. I, I've heard that they... Like an origin type movie of like the Mogwai and what, yeah. what causes them to turn into those mutants. I like that. Yeah. Now, that would I think would be great. And then maybe like have like the... Um, you know the old Asian guy like tell the story or something like that. Yeah, and you know just kind of goes mm-hmm. back to where you know how he found maybe how we back to where you, like you found him or something like that. It's just kind of interesting. Or, that would you know. that would be cool. I yeah. like I like that idea. That would be perfect. I like that. You know, it's just it, the thing with the Gremlins movies, especially cause I love Gremlins two more right. than I love Gremlins one. Really, it's just it's so it, it breaks all the rules of what a sequel should be. Yeah, a sequel to you know a sequel should follow up on something and essentially mm-hmm. either repeat. You know, lather, rinse, repeat the entire first uh, thing. This was so different. Well, you and know what they, it is? It gave them a chance to really explore what could they do with this character. Yeah. Right. And they did. You had the vegetable gremlin, the one turned to a bat, uh, and then Toy Randall did the voice of the, uh, the, uh, the smart one. The brain. You know, and then, of course, they, you know, it was just great. Too bad they couldn't have ejected uh, poor Gizmo with that sunlight yeah. Yeah. serum that it could go out in the light. I loved when they started, like, questioning... Um, Billy about like, well, what if he eats something and it's like before midnight, but then he goes over t- international time zone and it's after midnight now. What if you What if you're eating a poppy seed bagel and and a, and a like a caraway seed gets stuck in your teeth, but then it falls out after midnight? Yeah, technically, you didn't eat that. <laughs> uh, that oh, the the whole thing about the Abraham Lincoln, yeah. and how uh, Phoebe Cates' character uh, was traumatized on Link on Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> And because he stops her like in, in mid thing. Yeah. And the funny part is I like how like the whole the movie broke. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is when the woman came out with the kids. Yeah. She was she was in the first one. Yeah. She was like the poor one that was going to yeah. Mrs. Uh, yeah. What it was that her name was, and um and like also Hulk Hogan comes out. And he, you notice how he how he had the headband on to cover up his balding. Oh, of yeah. Well, they, the funny thing with that too is there's a great bit in, and by great I I really mean just awful awful lies that were written in Hulk Hogan's book about doing that scene. Yeah. Because he was psyched because he was going to get to work with Steven Spielberg, but he found out that on the day of shooting, that Steven Spielberg wasn't directing that scene. He was directing another scene, stick with it for a second, uh, and that the second unit director was going to do that. Steven Spielberg did not direct either of the Gremlins movies. No, he right. produced it, which yeah. meant that he was sitting in an office somewhere on a gigantic pile of money. money, having sex with a woman made of money. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Joe Dante, who great, the, uh, great, oh, great Joe Dante. Oh, I love yeah. Joe Dante. He directed the movie, right. and it was his yeah. second unit guy that got to direct <laughs> Egomaniac. That's funny, Hogan. also. Wasn't there like one point where they kind of changed that little scene where they, they did. showed it was like John Wayne? The home video on yeah. the home video version had John Wayne doing it instead because it didn't make much sense to do a um, to have the film break and have somebody sitting in a movie theater if you're watching on a home video. Right. right. So they had something with like it going going to static and snow, and then John Wayne showing up for mm-hmm. a minute, like you would taped over a John Wayne movie. Right. And then he's like, "Get the hell off of my spread!" Yeah. And then they, they they put it back. But that was great. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that worked really well. That was at the end. Uh, was it a Robert? Uh, what's his name? He figured they, he was gonna like marry the, the the female gremlin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't remember who that was. No, was it um, John Glover? No, no. It was Robert. Uh, what's his name? He was in Star Trek: The uh, Voyager. Oh, Robert Picardo. Robert Picardo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta watch that movie again. That movie is awesome. I just watched that one recently. That should be coming to Blu-ray pretty soon, I would imagine. No, I think so. Ooh. So, um, you guys have anything more to add? Again, geeksalad at yahoo.com. Let us know because we're always happy to to even revisit stuff as, yeah, as this episode is. Yeah. More we'll we'll than chop proof it down of. to nothing, you know. Exactly. We'll shred it if we have to. Um, 
But to, to commemorate our, our first anniversary on the uh, podcast Airwaves, we're actually going to have our own self-congratulatory award ceremony. Oh, um, yes. These are the Geek Salad Awards for Achievement and Nerdery, otherwise known as the, the Geekies. Uh, we got three categories to go through, so um, why don't we start with uh, Mike G, as, right. as you are the newest uh, member of the team. Why don't you do uh, the first one? All right. This is the uh, Geekies Award for Crimes Against Humanity. The nominees are... Paul Blort, Mall Cop, Beats Watchmen in the unit at the U.S. box office. Number two... Family Guy gets 2009 Emmy nomination for Best Comedy Series. And number three, The Dark Knight gets and, and Wally get all but ignored at the Oscars. And the winner is, Mike... Paul Blart, Mall Cop Beats Watchmen at the U.S. box office. Ooh. Now, I did like Paul Blart, Mall Cop, but should have beaten Watchmen? No. Yeah. No, absolutely not. It's a funny not. movie. It was a very funny movie. I'm not going to take it away. But... That's just one of those weird kind of paradoxes, I think. It's just, it's weird that, I mean, it's just, you, you see it. Watchmen was a great movie, and I can understand when people don't like it, because mm-hmm. it doesn't follow the same rules as, um, right. as most superhero movies do. Right. The world will look up and shout, save us. No whisper. No. But... Just, I thought the execution of it was great. I, I, I enjoyed it so much more than I enjoyed 300, mm. Zack yeah. Snyder's other film. Um, I wonder if people didn't go see it because uh, the author had uh, neglected it. Oh, well, yeah, and that was interesting. They let they left the author's name. Because he went, he wanted them to... He, yep, he so it was just to... based on the uh, graphic novel uh, created, uh, co-created by Dave Gibbons. <laughs> Um, yeah, it just, it, it doesn't make sense, especially for the amount of build-up that they had, and obviously the three-hour running time yeah. didn't really help, versus something like Paul Blart, which has, I think, an 89-minute running time. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's just so many movies this year that kind of just makes you question, I mean, how the hell did Star Trek up, um, Harry Potter, how did these movies get surpassed by stuff like, uh, Transformers? Yeah. 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 But um, because people are going to see it, they not yeah, exactly. no expectations. Exactly. So, uh, Mike, you want to take the the second? All right. The so we got best reason to be a geek. Okay. The nominees are now we got a uh, satisfying Star Trek redo. Mm-hmm. The Rift Tracks parody of Twilight brings the oppo- was it the opposing view opposing view to the masses. And this one was my favorite: the expansion for the new World of Warcraft, Cataclysm. Ooh, more and time for you to stay at home. Vagina, absolutely, vagina drying action. <laughs> uh, you know what? I've already got live to one on my iPod, so nice. I'm good to go. Nice. And the winner is <laughs> ah, satisfying Star Trek redo. Yes, I like that. absolutely. And I think what's great about that was they. They didn't go too far from the plot, but they made it a little. They made it for everybody. Yeah, that's what it was. They made it for the fans, and they made it for people, uh, the casual movie person. Have you guys met anybody who hasn't loved, not just liked, but loved that Star Trek remake? I no. know girls that said they really liked it. I got yeah. people I, I work with, you know, and they're not big fans of that stuff, and they said they really were impressed with it. Yeah, you know, uh, you know? they said it was just it was a little bit of everything. Uh, my friend Craig actually is treating this this new Star Trek movie, like the first time Star Wars came out. Yeah. It was just, it's, you just, you make your pilgrimages to go this see it. It's like the first Star Trek done right. Exactly. Yes. You know? And, uh, quite literally, it could very, I mean, apart from Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. this could very well be the first Star Trek that they've done absolutely everything right. Yep. 
there, there wasn't a thing they could have done done differently about right. it. Right? No. Uh, he actually had a a villain that was flesh and blood and not some kind of just space cloud. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had some. I mean, you had that great back and forth between Spock and Kirk. Yep. Where they just could not stand each other. But I love the whole thing with um, him and McCoy. Yeah. Like yeah. when he got him on there, and he's like all numb. It's like I got a shot for that. And he's like, "Oh, will you quit that." <laughs> may throw up on you. I think these things are pretty safe. Pander to me, kid. One tiny crack in the hull and our blood boils in 13 seconds. Soul flare might crop up, cook us in our seats. And wait till you're sitting pretty with a case of Andorian shingles. See if you're still so relaxed when your eyeballs are bleeding. Space is disease and danger wrapped in darkness and silence. Um, I mean, everybody was effectual in that movie. You know what the nice thing is? They even had, like, a little tie-in, like, the whole Kobayashi Maru thing. Oh, yeah. You know, he just sits there, he's eating an apple. Yeah. And, of course, all of a sudden, everything just kind of shuts off, then comes back on. Yeah. He's like, you know what? The shields are down. Shoot. He's like, oh, the shields... The shields are down! <laughs> Fire all weapons! <laughs> and he just had that William Shatner... He was just channeling Shatner right there, my, you know? My, my favorite part, though, about that is that, you know, William Shatner... And all the fights he was in in the in the mm-hmm. original series, he always won. This one, he didn't win a single hit. He had his ass kicked the entire oh, time. He didn't win a it, single one. I think it's made it kind of more funny. You know what's cool about the phasers in that? Like instead of just like you know switching it like this, yeah, you click a button and the and the the, the thing would change from yeah. red to green. Yeah. yeah, like green was the stun, but the thing would swap around. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd set it to stun, and you just start switch. I thought that yep. was kind of neat. You know, I mean, hell, they killed a red shirt in it for God's sake. Right, but you have to. horribly too. I might add. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the final uh, category here is um, the outstanding achievement in the rape of the original fan base. Uh, the nominees are Michael Bay for Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, uh, Stephen Summers for G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, and Twilight, uh, which is an offense to all fans of real vampires everywhere. And the winner is... Oh man, these envelopes are so hard to open. <laughs> oh, I can't believe this. Michael Bay, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Shock Gee, no shock. Here he the biggest douche of the universe In all the galaxies There's no bigger douche than you You've reached the top The pinnacle of douchedom Good going douche Your dreams have come true Unbelievably bad Oh, horrible Can I mean, seriously How can a movie that was supposed to be made for a fan base, completely just fuck them over to go to a completely different fan base. That fan base being the, hey, look, something shiny's exploding. They yeah. had redneck robots. No, they weren't rednecks. No. They were black. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, all right. I'm sorry, but they were racist. Come they on. They were yeah. incredibly racist. Uh, Skids was the color of watermelon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right? Yeah. It's just, it was that bad. Any, and the thing is, is that the... Anybody who loved that movie really is defending that with like every last breath. Yeah, it's like I can't. No, they weren't racist at all. What? Because they couldn't read and they spoke in Ebonics? He loves grape soda. Oh. Gee, I'm amazed that Skids didn't like shuck and jive underneath. See, I still uh, haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it yet. So. Oh my god, I've only seen a bootleg because I won't put money out for it. I, I paid money for it. Eighty to ninety percent of the new characters that Michael Bay put in there. Only there for for comedic effect. Yep. No other reason. Now, they, they can I ask a question? Yeah. They did nothing. Was Soundwave at least okay? 
I didn't mind Soundwave. He was effective. He, yeah. He was, a, you know, a satellite. He could overview everything. He was effective. The problem is, is that it's more, it's, it's about the Autobots. And it will, no, it's not really about the Autobots. It's, it's about Spike and his romance with yeah. Megan Fox. Exactly. Yeah. Who could very well be the worst actress working in big budget movies today. And you know, the thing is, though, the one asset that she has, she will not not do. She will never do nudity. Yeah. No, exactly. I said, you just, you just threw away every guy's dream. The only thing that separates her from a woman working in, in, in pornography mm-hmm. is the fact that, A, she won't have sex on screen, and B, her movies cost over $200 million to make. Yeah. That's it. There's no difference between that. She's mm-hmm. unbelievably untalented. You know, there are so many great women out there right. that could do this. Yeah. I mean, Scarlett Johansson could do that. Um, what's your name? Uh, oh, God. I can't think. Um, Amanda uh, Seyfried, who will be in Jennifer's body with... Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, they agree. With, yeah. with Megan Fox, she was also in Mamma Mia, which in and of itself is shitty. Mm. But uh, and she's got a huge forehead, but at least she's a decent actress. Right. Honestly, the the part in that that really kind of kind of flipped the switch and said, you know, this movie just sucks donkey balls, is when they introduced Wheelie as a uh, transformed RC car, and it starts humping Megan Fox's leg. Yeah. Fucking bullshit! Really? Uh, the, you know the line that did it for me? I am standing directly underneath the enemy's scrotum. Well, that happens at the end, though. I know. Surely, well, no, there was plenty of stuff before that, but that was really the okay. Yeah. Why Why did I invest the time into watching this? Yeah. This is shitty. You know, the funny thing is I'd rather see the boxy-looking characters like they used to, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and that's not what this this was. This wasn't made for you or no. me, no. Mike. It wasn't made for you. It was made... It was made for Michael Bay. It was made, yes, it, yeah, well, it was I'm going to do it Michael my Bay. way, and I don't care who cares, you know, likes it. I'm going to shit on you. There's something missing care. about this movie. I know. Explosions! Michael yes. Bay! Explosion! Presents Explosions! Explosions from Michael Bay! Boom! Michael Bay Explosions! Boom! else can I do? Let's put balls on Devastator. Yeah. So, I can't wait to see what his next movie will be, because it'll be Transformers 3, because this movie made close to 400 goddamn million dollars. Yeah. It almost did twice as much money as, um, as Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. It quadrupled what, uh, Watchmen took in. Well, you figured too. Everybody was going to go see it because you know, yeah, you know, the hype hadn't really been out of how bad it was yet. Right. And what it is is they all went to see it. It was like one of those things, like a horror movie, where everybody goes the first day and then that's it. Right. But that's the problem is that it stuck around. Yeah. And I mean, they they kept throwing kids movies at it, like okay, Ice Age three, which is shitty apparently, but it's yeah. like it's a kids movie. Come on, please, kids, go. Right. No, I want to go see something load up, and I want to see the pretty girl with the boobs. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I, I couldn't, I, I would sleep soundly at night if I just watched Sam's parents be murdered, like, just, just like, shredded, like, in that kind of, like, Final Destination kind of way, where it's just, well, like, nothing more than, like, emulsified, just goo. Well, just, just the funny thing was, at least in the cartoon, well, Spike and his dad, 
they were u- they actually were useful. Yeah. Because Sparkplug eventually became like started learning from Wheeljack how to repair the Autobots. He right. kind of became like a nurse to them. Right. And he was actually like their second person when Wheeljack wasn't around. He so he could repair them, and Spike could too. Yeah. And this is and the little... funny thing is they were useful. They actually knew what they were doing. Like, okay, let me show you how to do this. Well, Father Witwicky now is like, oh, you got to keep an alien robot in your. How much is that going to cost me? Mm. Yeah, I'm not paying for that. That that's really all he is. And Sam right. knows nothing about electronics, nor does he make any effort to learn. No, exactly. Like I it would have been nice if like Sam was like some kind of like you know computer whiz, like, geek kid that like yeah. didn't yeah. get like love, and all of a sudden he found these guys. He's like you know, wait a minute, I know how to figure. You know, like and he could be like the one that could like hold on a second. Like, Optimus is down. And he's like you can't move anything here. Right. Let me open you up. He, what are you he, gonna do? Just try to hold on a second. Yep. Like takes a laptop, plugs it into him, and then like almost like the chip character. With, Remember the paraplegic right. character? But with with Michael Bay though, it'd almost be like you know if he if he were to get in like no lower, lower yeah lower. <laughs> oh yeah, just keep doing that. No, just keep doing that. And all of a sudden, oil pops out. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. That never happens to me. Mm-hmm. Let's only, just cuddle. Yeah, the only reason Sam was in there was because of an accident. He inherited these glasses that. Accidentally got this, this coat on. He, I mean, they yeah. didn't need him at all. They just needed the glasses. Right, exactly. You know what I find fun? Do you ever see the uh, robot chicken thing where they kind of parodied that for the GoBots? Oh, <laughs> where you know they um, the guy the guy's kid is kid to buy a car. Hi, I'm an Autobot. Let's go off and have adventures. Yay! <laughs> well, kid, you got fifty bucks to spend on a car. But I can't buy anything for this car. What about that scooter over there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Scooter. Oh. She, he just takes him and has him like turn into a regular scooter. <laughs> that was one of Frank Welker's worst ever. Oh, God. So, yes, uh, Michael Bay, fuck you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now we're going to introduce, as, as part of, of year two of Geeks Out, we're actually going to introduce a new segment called the Salad Shills. Nice. Uh, this, this name could very well be subject to change at some point. I was thinking like salad croutons or something like that. Cause How about we, salad shills of dressing or something? I don't know. Oh. We could do salad dressings. I, I don't yeah. know. Side salad, even. Side Ooh, salad. Side salad. But I was thinking about doing side salad for our mini-sodes. Okay. Ooh, nice. What do you think? If you guys have a better name for this segment, Throw it out. please let us know what the salad shills are. Um, in between episodes, we all have a life. Yeah. And we well, all go out, we watch... Somewhat. Well, yeah, yeah, somewhat. To a point. But, you know, we can usually see a movie, uh, read a book, watch a little bit of TV, play a video game, listen to a CD, that yeah. kind of thing. So, um, we're all going to kind of talk about some of the stuff that we've seen since our last episode, episode 15. So, um, I'll start with um, movies I've seen recently. Mm-hmm. Saw Inglorious Bastards. Okay. What do you think? I thought it was really good. Yeah. I find myself enjoying it more after the fact mm-hmm. than I did um, watching it. I mean, I enjoyed watching it. It's ridiculously violent, by the way. So, uh, shield your eyes if you're squeamish, that kind of thing. Quentin Tarantino. Right. So Kill Bill, so... Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, is that I found myself wanting more and more and more of the Brad Pitt character. And he's... Maybe about two-thirds of the movie, he's in it. Right. But there are these long lapses when he's not in it. And you just... You, those are the times... You're just, you're just killing time waiting for Brad Pitt to come back on, on screen. Yeah. Wow. Really? Um, yeah. I never thought I'd hear you say that. I actually, you know what? Brad Pitt's playing ugly in this movie, oh. and that is the general rule of Brad Pitt movies. If he plays ugly, it's a good movie. Absolutely. Excellent. Fight Club, Twelve Monkeys. I didn't much care for Twelve Monkeys. No, no. That's Terry Gilliam. I know. I I, 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 I enjoyed. I enjoyed the director's direction of it. California and... with a K. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike. Oh, I was trying to think. What did I see? Um, no, that's actually I just got Adventureland. Yeah. 
That's the one where the uh, kids got to work at that like really cheesy amusement park. Yeah, it takes place during the eighties, right? Yeah, it's like right, right up your alley. But buddy. the funny thing was, um, it's funny. They can't, it's funny. Like at one point, like during like the, you know they play like eighties songs. I guess apparently like throughout the movie they keep playing "Rock Me Amadeus." <laughs> like and the kids like they play a song twenty two fucking times here. What the hell? How many times are they gonna play this fucking song? It's hysterical because they actually play like good to like eighties yeah. tunes. Yeah. Like you'll hear some like Echo and the Bunny Men type stuff, like psychedelic furs. You know, so you hear like good stuff. Yeah, and it's hysterical just some of the stuff. And like you know they show like all like the the. All the rides and everything. And yeah, they'll go like you know some of the, all the games are like rigged. You know how they rig the games. <laughs> like at one point you have to throw like a ball at a hat, but the hat's yeah. glued on. <laughs> and of course, and all the uh, and then of course the um who's that one kid? He's he's in some of the movies. He was in um remember uh um the baby movie with uh with Seth Rogen? Knocked up, knocked up. Remember the guy that was growing the beard? Yeah. yeah. What's his name? Do you know the actor's oh, name? Oh, I don't remember the actor's name, but he was also in Freaks and Geeks. Right. He was. A, he's in it. He's showing the kid all the things. He's like, now we're over here. We have the basketball hoop. Of course, now the basketball hoops are all oval, so the balls can't go in. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, there's some actually like drama parts too. Yeah. But there's just some funny things of just sitting there, you know. And of course, you know, Ryan Reynolds is in it. He's kind of like the, you know, yeah, he's the handyman of the group. Yeah. And, and you, got, you, got, you, got Bill H- you got Bill Hader, you yeah. know, who I think should have been in the movie more. Okay. Yeah. Um, honestly. All right, Mike. How about you? Um, well, um, recently we saw, you know, like we mentioned in the last episode, we saw Plan 9 from Outer Space at Rift Tracks Live. Yeah. And so after, I, after I'd seen that, I decided to go home and uh, rent Ed Wood. And so that was the first time I saw that one. And I thought it was, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. Mm. I love how it, I mean, it, it made no bones about it. Um, Ed Wood was not a good director. He had no talent for direction, but he had such passion. He had such yep. heart for that, yep. that he... He's a natural leader. Exactly. Mm. And he totally looked past the fact that he had no talent for directing to just use, use all of his passion towards it. Yeah. No, he had fun doing what he did. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, as That's bad it. as it was, he had fun doing what he did. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's one of the first movies where Johnny Depp was really kind of playing outside of the makeup. Yeah. Because, I mean, the first thing I really loved at Johnny Depp was Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time I really enjoyed Johnny Depp as a Johnny Depp. Yeah. I think what it was, I think that was a movie that really kind of started pushing his career really forward, Yeah, in, yeah. in, my, in my opinion. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely agree with you. I think it gave him the next level. It put him to the next level. I mean, Edward Scissorhands was kind of a stepping stone. Yeah. Right. Even what's eating Gilbert Grape was kind of a stepping stone for him. But then you got to Ed Wood, which I think was just phenomenal. Right. Oh, right. You know. Right. And my dad became a fan of Johnny Depp when he saw that movie, because he, yeah. he loved the old school classic. <laughs> And this was Johnny Depp. He's like, oh my god, Johnny Depp was awesome. You know, he's yeah, like, I, what, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was like the first time it was like okay to like. Yeah, because it was on like yeah. encore or whatever. And my dad caught it, so I bought him like the special edition to watch. It. I saw it. I actually saw that at an advanced sneak preview. I got to see it, like two weeks before it came out, and I got a T-shirt and everything. It was really cool. Um, Mike, do you want to move on to the next category, which is uh, TV? All right. Um, I'm actually going to uh, praise a Sci-Fi Channel TV series here. That's Eureka. not Battlestar Galactica. It's not Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Eureka. All right. Um, it's kind of a quirky little show. Um, it's definitely got a nice sense of humor. Basically, it's about this town called Eureka that almost the entire the entire residents of it are super geniuses. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, they're super geniuses. Sometimes, you know, sometimes their advanced technology causes some problems, and they got to turn to their sheriff, who is actually a regular joke. He was a U.S. marshal, and he got kind of brought in in the first I remember episode. That. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was actually I like the show. I like the premise. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's a great show. I mean, they, it plays it with such sense of humor, but the characters are just so grounded and lovable that it, you know, it's a, it's a great show. Good. Good. Mm. 
Oh, you might. Well, I've actually been watching a lot of A&E's type shows, and I gotta say, one of them is just kind of, like, disturbing. Yeah. Uh, Hoarders. Okay. Have you seen that show? Uh, I, I have not, only because I just know too many people with too many mental illnesses to realize. Well, you know, it's funny. You know, like you said, this is a mental illness, yeah. and these people just keep stuff, and there was this one woman, she had, like, food, like, everywhere, oh. and it was, like, there was, like, pumpkins, like, that, like, you know, rotted. Oh. And I remember even, like, the people who were going and cleaning, the one guy was, like, he, like, kind of came out and started gagging. It was oh. that bad. And, um, but actually, in some of them, at the end, you actually saw the houses get really cleaned. Yeah. Um, there was, like, this one big guy who had, like, his little apartment, like, a tiny, tiny, my old apartment. Mm-hmm. And, um, at the end, you know, he'd kind of have a revelation. He's like, I never want to get like that again. Oh, man. So, it's funny. And he's been going to counseling for it and everything. So, it's actually pretty amazing what they do. Um... Because, yeah, it is a sickness that people try to cure because a lot of people are going to be evicted yeah, or yeah. health inspection would come. I know there was one family that they were going to lose their kids if they didn't oh, fix their house. It, it, was, it was sad, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, this is a problem. Yeah. yeah. No, I can imagine. It's a health problem, too. I can imagine. That's, oh, that's it was, awful. It was, but at the same time, it was kind of interesting. Just, it was just kind of interesting. I, was, I couldn't stop watching. Yeah. You know. uh, uh, me, uh, it's third season of Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those shows that... And I find that this happens to me all the time. There's shows that have got so much buzz surrounding them, and yeah. it, apparently, quote-unquote, everybody watches it. I don't know a single person other than myself, maybe my mother, <laughs> who watches Mad Men. I don't, I don't I'm not saying it's bad, I just never yeah. really got into it. I mean, I'm, I'm really into like that kind of like that ring-a-ding-ding, early 60s type of yeah. mm-hmm. uh, of setting. Everybody's got that like shiny hair, you know? Everyone's got shiny hair, everyone's got a drink in their hand, yep. and a cigarette in the other. Zoot suits? Uh, no, not zoot suits. Ah. But, no, but, every, nice, yeah. but every man wears a suit. Um, yeah. All the ladies are looking nice. It's just it's it's a great show. Actually, this past episode, um, one of the, one of the advertising agency's clients was looking to um, promote Highly, which um, I'm originally from Rhode Island, so Highly was huge in Rhode Island only because of the t- tremendous gambling potential <laughs> yep. that they have. But this is before that when they're trying to. Win- introduce it to America as being the sport that was going to overtake baseball in popularity. <laughs> um, and it's just, it, it's, it's great because you get that little nod and a wink that, yeah, this isn't going to work out, this is silly, but keep running with it. Right. Um, right. There's a lot of great drama on the show, a lot of great, I mean, the characters are some of the best developed characters on television. Yeah. Uh, the character of Peggy Olsen, I, I absolutely adore because she's so square and she's just... You know that good things, good things are going to come to her eventually. Yeah. Um, but she's just so trying to find her place in the world. There was this great thing a couple of weeks ago where they were having like a weekend writing meeting uh, for the, for this client, and they decided uh, to smoke pot to try to get inspiration. <laughs> and they did it without some of the guys she was working with did it without her. And she was like, she came into her office like, I know what you're doing. Like really? And with the guy who had sold him the pot was just kind of sitting there like, Who are you? She's like, I'm Peggy Olsen, and I'd like to smoke some marijuana. <laughs> um, so if you get a chance... You don't want to shit, do we? It's on AMC uh, at, at, on Sundays at 10 o'clock. That's what DVRs are for if you can't stay up that late. Uh, enjoy. Um, you know what I'm reading right... Or I just finished reading a little while ago, and i got to say, it is the best wrestling book since Mick Foley's Have a Nice Day. Mm-hmm. It might actually even be better, dare I say. Chris Jericho is a lion's tail. Yeah, Chris Jericho is a great character to begin with. Right, uh, he's just he's so accessible and he's so self-deprecating, and at the same time, lots of, lots of pop culture references. Yeah, he refers to himself as the White Urkel in one case. Well, you know the funny thing is, even too, he's doing he does all that stuff for VH1 now. Yeah, you know, he'll do like some of those like I Love the Millenniums or whatever those shows do like anything like top one hundred. 
videos or whatever, you know. Yeah, the book itself just shows you how truly grateful he is to be a guy under six feet yep. working in the wrestling industry. Um, and it, it, it's a great book for wrestling fans and even non-wrestling fans alike. It's such a difference from his character, too, because right. he's a douchebag right now. Right, exactly. Great. And this was this was all written... This, this all... Everything in the book takes place prior to his entry into WWF yep. in 1999. Mm-hmm. So it, it's some great stuff. There's a sequel in the works I'm aware of. So yep. hopefully pretty soon. Um, Mike, what are you reading? I got two things actually I'm reading. Uh, one was actually uh, it's a World of Warcraft novel. Yep. Called Arthas: The Rise Rise of the Lich King. Yep. Arthas was the character in World, uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, World of, uh, Warcraft Three. Yeah. And he was the character there where he's like a prince. He's a paladin, and then he kind of shirked everything and became this death knight, evil death knight, and had no soul. Right. That I'm also reading. Um, it's kind of all the, all the prelude to the In Blackest Night for Green Lantern. Yeah. Oh, I picked yeah. up the uh, the. The Rage of the Red Lanterns. Okay. The whole that series. Mm. It was actually pretty interesting because, you know, they're bringing out the other colors now. And, um, like, the Red Lanterns, all they pretty much do is almost like cannibals. Yep. Yeah. You know, and that's how, that's how they feed their rings. Ooh. But, of course, um, they have, like, the Blue Lantern, which is, like, Hope. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's actually one of the former Guardians. Uh-huh. And it's interesting because, like, you know, apparently Blue Lanterns can give Green Lanterns more power. Okay. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is interesting. They can actually charge their rings, like, 200%. Oh, nice. Kind of and also, apparently, they can help just by willing something. Like, at one point, um, they were, you know, there was going to be a star, and Hal's like, okay, we got to get all these people off. He's like, no need. We got it. <laughs> and they just they just basically set the... Because the hope of the um, of everybody on the planet yeah. charges their ring. So they just basically charge it, and they basically set the, the uh, sun back seven million years. Oh, God. And re- basically, they reset it. Because it was going to go Nova right. and kill everybody. And it was kind of interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were actually trying to breed Hal Jordan to be the leader of the Blue Lanterns. Wow. All right. But what they're doing is they're also like he. At one point, he he became Red Lantern. Uh huh. So it was kind of interesting. Now, is this is this kind of serialized, or is this just, these are just comic books themselves? Are they all collected into like? It was a collection. Novel? It was a small oh. collection. And the funny thing with like Sinestro, he's supposed to be killed. Yeah. yeah. But the Blue Lanterns want him alive because uh-huh. if he doesn't, it's going to throw everything off. Uh huh. And um, it's pretty interesting. Hmm, the whole nice. storyline. I think it's really cool. You're not reading anything right well, now, are you, Mike? I'm reading a manga, but these two don't really yeah. appreciate that as much as I do. So, Well, tell us about your video games. Go for it. All right. The video game I recently bought, Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, I've heard that's phenomenal. Yes. I would I would go out, and, go out on a limb and say that this is the best video game, superhero video game ever. That's what a lot of people are saying. That's what I've heard. I've heard awesome things yeah. about it. I mean, it's you get you know you play as Batman. There's no Robin. There's um. You, Thank God. I like uh, how the suit looks. It almost looks like a rubber suit, like yeah, like hard like leather. Yeah. But it's got just the way it looks. It just looks awesome. And it's great when you start off. You know, it's a normal suit, but like after your battle with Bane, yeah. there's like a slash across the chest, and you know, the cape you, gets torn. Yeah, the cape gets torn throughout the. Um, so like the, ca- the cape in the costume is actually. Almost a mm. character. Yeah, it's great that they brought back Kevin Conroy and oh, uh, Mark yeah. Hamill to do the voices. Nice. They do a great and job. And I even think what's her name does the voice. Wherever they uh, had the woman Har- do the voice of Harley Quinn, Arlene something. Sorkin. Yeah, Ar- Arlene Sorkin. Yeah. yeah. So they got those three back, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, you're next, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, actually, I'm still in the middle of World of Warcraft. I've been like, just. I mean, I don't play like you know. 90 hours a yeah. day, but, you know, at night, if we're, like, in for the night, and, you yeah. know, Chrissy's doing whatever thing, I'll just pop on for a couple hours, and it's kind of, it's just fun, you know, I've, you know, and if anybody's looking for me, if you got any fans out there who do play World of Warcraft, I'm on the Fizzy Crank server. I'm not yes, see- it says Fizzy Crank. Are those some pimples I'm seeing on your face there? Not yet! <laughs> nope. My skin's clear. Yeah. What's your username? 
Well, I got a few. All right. Because, oh. well, I got the Rafe Gottman character. Yeah. But uh, one of my characters is called uh, Kelfan. Okay. He's my death knight. So, but if everybody's looking for names, if you want to email me, I'll send you my names, and awesome. you can look for me on, you know, I'll even set up a new character if you want to set up something new, and we'll start something together. Nice, nice. And again, so, geekshowdyahoo.com for that. Absolutely. Um, Alright, I'm not actually playing anything right now, uh, but what I can't wait for to get my, my grubby little hands on, though, is Rock Band Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. The, I've been inundated this past week alone with Beatles stuff. I like that's all I've been listening to on the well, radio. One of five point seven was actually doing all the revamp stuff. Yeah, because they revamped all the CD, remastered all the yeah. CDs. Uh, I can't. I can't wait. Uh, as, as big of a fan of Guitar Hero I am, um, I won't mind dropping a couple extra dollars just to get the drums and the mic. And well, you know, at least then you can at least get you know get the rock band songs. Yeah, if you have all that stuff because then you can just switch it up. I know some people that bought both. Yeah, yeah. you know, just so you could do one because some have one, some don't. And yeah. Because, you know, was it Van Halen's come up for Guitar Hero? No, yep. yeah, Guitar Hero got Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's kind of mixing and matching yeah. at that point. But um, last category we're going to talk about in our uh, salad shills are CDs. Mm. Which, you know, CDs really could be music that we purchased or um, really just any kind of thing. Mainly off of either iTunes or Zoom mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I picked up recently Patton Oswalt's My uh, Weakness is Strong. How is it? Awesome. Is it? Um, it's, I mean, obviously, 222, which is like the elongated version of Feeling Kind of Patton, yeah. is the best thing he's put out. Yep. This is great stuff. Um, it's, it's a Comedy Central special right now. Right. Uh, but some of the stuff that wasn't included on there is phenomenal. Yeah. There's stuff about um, the Sumerian god who brings the world's largest rat to him. <laughs> and um, this great bit about JetBlue. I'm not going to ruin it because, uh, A... I can't deliver it as well as Patton can. Yeah. Just check it out. Check out JetBlue. Check out Orgy. Because he interrupts an orgy. Funny stuff. Check it out on the iTunes store. Or just pick up the CD, which also includes the DVD of the Comedy Central special. Cool. Mm. Um, Mike, how about you? Because you're on the same vein. Comedy. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, it, I was, it picked it up a while ago, but I just love Mitch Hedberg. He, his last CD, the one it was released after he died. It was basically one of his last performances. Yeah, he was working on his new his new footage and his um not I don't know if it was his wife or his ex girlfriend. I, I think he was married, so it would yeah, be his wife. I think his his widow now. Yeah, um, put it wrap, put it all together and wrapped it up. I mean, I just love Mitch Hedberg. I know I'm in the kind of minority yeah. among this these three, <laughs> but. I just love Mitch Hedberg. I, I think he's got just. What, what was? It? I, I actually said that he sound. He his routine is so much like Stephen Wright's that he should be paying yeah. royalties if he hadn't already passed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I just. I just love his monotone voices. Yeah. Very quirky one-liners. I mean, he is just. I just love him. All right. right. That's fine. That's fine. You don't have to defend yourself with yeah. us. Now, Mike, you don't have a CD much more than a rant. That, uh... Yeah, well, actually, I did buy... Last CD I did buy was Dimitri Martin. Yeah. Well, actually, I think it's funny. I really yeah, do yeah. like his stuff. I liked when he had that com- uh, that show in Comedy Central. Yeah. But um, I did have a small rant about Newberry Comics. Okay. Now, first off, I love Newberry Comics. I've always loved Newberry Comics, because you can always find something there when you can't find it, like, you know, at Target, where they only have, play, like, all they have is, like, Jonas Brothers and, you know, Hannah Montana. Yeah. But um, I figured, you know, I've been... I was getting hooked, and I heard... Um, Bring on the dancing horses by Echo and the Bunnymen. Yeah, you I heard that in Adventureland, right? No, actually, I heard oh. it just on. It was just on. It was on. It was on Sirius a few okay. times, and I just said, you know, I gotta finally pick this up. I just wanted to buy it on CD, whatever. Just to have a CD. I was gonna burn it to my iTunes and just have it there if I ever lost it. 
So I decided to go to Newbury Comics and look for an Echo the Bunnyman. Now, I thought I could find Echo and the Bunnyman. Usually, there's always a spot for Echo and the Bunnyman. There was none. Ugh. Now, I would have thought a best of or something. And they didn't have it, so I'm, I'm a little upset at Newberry Comics today. Okay. Just the, the Marlboro one. I mean, I think they need to get some Echo and the Bunnymen. If you're listening, you need some Echo and the Bunnymen in there. Because that's the type of band that belongs there. Right, because it's kind of off the beaten path. Yeah, it's that, you know, alternative first wave type stuff. Yeah. And I think it's great stuff. And I ended up downloading some of the songs off iTunes anyway, so it worked out so nicely. Somebody, yeah, somebody get paid for it. Exactly, yeah. but hey, Newberry yeah. Comics lost their money that day. Yeah, <laughs> adding to some Newberry Comics stories here, I got a, I got a bit of a beef with them as well Uh-oh. I I was you know I, I sometimes sell mo- some some movies there just to get some quick cash brought in I have the I had the Puppet Master box set okay you know the first what six or seven movies yep brought it there and it said okay how much would you give it? $14 for all seven movies I, I paid 70 bucks for this Gee. you tell me they at least give you 30 they, no 14 bucks so I went and offered it on eBay Got sixty four bucks for it. Good job. There you go. Good job. Because you know that seventy bucks that you paid for essentially is the is the complete total budget of all seven of those movies. Anyway, yeah. So. But yeah. you want to know why you, you, they were probably ch- charging fourteen? They realized that I think Corey Feldman was in one of them, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, or at least one of those. I'm not sure. If it was yeah, one of those. That does bring down, down the blue book. Value. Corey Feldman yeah. was actually in one of them. He's like the son of the puppet master. I'm like, oh come on. That, you know, that one wasn't was in his collection. He, that was in Puppet Master Legacy. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Nerd alert. Oh, wow, I can't believe I know that. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. I did like the first few Puppet Master movies. Oh. Yeah. They kind of got ridiculous. Yeah, right? they, they really brought, like, did. demonic toys and shit. <laughs> you know? So, um, just to wrap up, let's... We got a lot to... I mean, we, 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 this is our 16th episode. So we've, we've got 15 other episodes under our belt right now, prior to editing this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, do you guys have any any memories? Any of the last you know, year? Any any favorite episodes? Or like any video favorite game bits? One, the video game one we did was fun. I love the video game. That was one. great. Yeah, we had so many little clips, one. music, all that stuff. Just all the stuff we remembered from our old heydays. I think the thing that really clicked the first time it really clicked for me that things were going well was actually episode three, the Saturday morning cartoon episode, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of reasons. I mean, the first reason was. It's just such a rich topic to talk about. Oh, we yeah, had a yeah. lot of fun with it. It was so much fun. And it was, it was also the first time we actually had like major production problems. Because remember that? We recorded the whole episode. And then yeah. it showed up. We had to record it again. Only about half of the episode saved. Like the first half hour saved. Right. So if you go back and listen to part uh, to episode three, you'll definitely notice that there's a difference in the... Um, we were having a lot of technical difficulties during that time. Oh, my God. Every time we tried to do an episode, it was just like something Something, something was going wrong. Exactly. And I was so... I mean, that we were having problems with the, uh, the audio editor. Um, just tons of issues, but that was also Mike your first episode. That was with my first episode. Debut. That was another time. That was, that was another reason that's a great episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved our Star Trek episode. That was fun. Yeah, it was. That yeah, was I mean, that was nice because we were able to kind of talk. It was like the first real chronological type of thing we could yeah. do. Um, it also gave us our favorite, you know, like Geek Salad's favorite uh, audio clip of all Absolutely. time. Come! So, um, yeah, it's, what more can you say about that? I will say, my second, my, I think my favorite clip of Star Trek, besides Khan, was actually the, remember when they had the two Kirks? Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm Captain Kirk! I'm Captain Kirk! <laughs> that was actually probably, I think that's probably his best original series line. <laughs> when he was like the evil Kirk. Yeah. And he just, just, like three times just kept saying that over and over again. I'm Captain Kirk! I'm Captain Kirk! Um, I live. <laughs> do you have another favorite episode, Mike? Oh, 
I mean, I think I loved all of them, a little yeah. bit of each one, you know? Just well, there are children, of course. Exactly. You love them all. Exactly. You love them all equally, but if you really have to pull a, uh, a Sophie's Choice here and yeah. really pick the, the ones. We'll, we'll come up with some more ideas for the next, Absolutely. next season. Absolutely. We'll how about you? Probably my favorite episode was the Star Wars episode. Yeah. 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 That was a lot of fun. And not only that, I think it was our most access- accessible episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was like the first time I didn't have to do a whole lot of explaining to yeah. other people. Like, well, you know, if you follow this. and uh, which, uh, Honestly, my favorite part of that episode was just when we were talking about predators and aliens in the Galactic Senate. <laughs> oh, I loved that part. It, it was totally unscripted. We hadn't even thought about it. Yep. It, just, it just popped up. Just popped yep. up. Um, I love the Batman episode. That was, that was a good I mean, one. the Batman episode was, was a great episode because it was just so many different little things, and it was just for one single topic to just kind of go off. It was like, I think, one of our first hour and a half shows. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. long. Um, that, was, that was a pretty long one, but... Uh, the the whole bit I just and the, some of the best parts about that show were actually our, our riffs on Superman mm. yeah like shitty Superman video games were and about the DC open ended um, multiplayer game if you want to like, see something in a shitty Superman game again angry video game nerd yep oh, he so, does he does Superman sixty four yep <laughs> oh it's 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 very funny so we're looking forward to bringing a lot of great stuff to you in the next year yeah. mm-hmm. uh, year two. Uh, episodes uh, 17 through, actually, I guess 16 through, yeah. who the hell knows? We'll have to come up with some other kind of like countdown or something like that at some point for our 20th. Um, but next week, next time, not next week, because, come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to revisit, um, not really revisit, but uh, episode 2 was yep. our video games of the 80s, so... You know, as logic would happen, let's, yeah, let's talk about video games of the 90s. Absolutely. Let's, let's move on to the next decade. Some of the um, crappy systems that came out during the 90s. Oh, just, the games themselves. The yep. arcade games. The last really, like, last blast of the arcade. Yeah. Some were actually, those were actually pretty fun games at the oh, time. Yeah. They are, yeah. Um, so we'll have to research some of that. Absolutely. But if you have any suggestions for us, as I'm sure you do, mm-hmm. uh, plenty of places to reach us. Again, we can be reached at Facebook. It's uh, The group name is Facebook Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're friends with either me, Mike, or Mike, just just find Join the group. We're, we're, oh, we're, yeah. we're happy to have you. Or send us a message on one of our uh, right. Facebook pages, too. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're already a member, let your friends know about Absolutely. it. It's a pyramid scheme and that we're doing. And they tell two friends, and, and they, they tell two friends, friends and, and so on, and so on. Until Geek Shot rules the world! <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're looking for Mexico, folks. Yeah, <laughs> Mexico and Japan. Um, also, you get to us uh, uh, geeksalad at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Check out uh, the archives. You can do it at uh, one of two ways. You can either go to the iTunes store and go to geeksalad as the keyword or www.geeksalad.mypodcast.com. So, until next time, I'm Andy. And I'm Mike. And I'm Mike. And go forth. Be nerdful, and happy birthday, Geek Salad. Take care, everybody. You know, just like to fall in the mud and get kicked in the head by an iron boot. Of course you don't. No one does. That never happens. Sorry, Ted. It's a dumb question. Skip that.